Hey everybody, it's Nolan North, you know, Nathan Drake from Uncharted, and you're listening to the Geek Apocalypse Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the Geek Apocalypse Podcast with yours truly, Mr. Stephen Hesse. Thank you so much for checking out the latest edition of the Geek Fest that is this podcast and how tangents are at the plenty and that the introduction is like a madhouse searching for the answers to life's problems. Well, it's not that, it's not that extreme. It's just simply me saying hello. And uh, obviously if you like this, if you're a first time listening, hopefully you will enjoy it. If, it's, if you like this already, I'm assuming that it's irrelevant to say that you enjoy it. So thank you so much indeed. I enjoy doing it too. And I don't mean the podcast. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, obviously welcome along this episode. Uh, is with the guys from the Engage podcast that I talked about a couple of weeks ago and like we said throughout this episode these guys were originally last time they were on uh, was on in October of last year to talk about Star Trek Discovery uh, which for those that don't know what that is is the latest Star Trek series that's on Netflix uh, well CBS Access technically in America um, but Netflix have the rights for worldwide distribution I think so um, I've been really ambivalent about it I'm not sure whether to watch it or not so what I decided to do is I emailed the guys and said would you guys come on to give me a reason to sort of binge watch it um, and as we explained right at the beginning I watched up to 8 episodes so I've got 1 to go because there's 9 episodes in so far released and I think the 10th one's coming out in January um, so obviously I had these guys on Simon, um, Philip and Jamie, you talk from the Engage podcast to talk about Star Trek Discovery, and I will not release any spoilers in the introduction. So obviously, we hope you listen to the whole thing. Um, but me, but what we will say, if you, uh, obviously, encourage you to listen to the October uh, edition that they were on um, last year. But me and um, Phil, I think it was in particular. No, it was Jamie, I think. Uh, I think I made this mistake in the podcast, but we were at, we were not sure because it set you know, just, uh, it's sort of a prequel, and it's set just after Kirk, I believe, is it just after Kirk, or just before, I never get it right, but, um, so it's not, like, sort of set after Voyager, and so, like, we're a little bit, like, uncertain, basically, so not to spoil what we, sort of, conclude with Star Trek, um, but let's just say, um, it's surprising, uh, to say the least, and, so, yeah, we, we debate about a whole bunch of things, the fact that you don't start with the, 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 the Star Trek, series doesn't start with actually being on the ship that it's named that the name of the show is which is interesting has a lot of female characters there's a gay relationship in the show and um, which you think is a good step forward um, it's a really good debate debatey show and these guys are really really great so obviously I encourage you to go to the engage podcast website there are on the tweets at at the engage podcast and obviously type it in in itunes and soundcloud you'll find uh, a bunch of episodes and they all talk about star trek and different topics so obviously made sense to have them on to talk about that so it is star trek heavy we're not going to describe it in too much detail but we hope you understand it but it's a really fun episode these guys are really great and hopefully have these guys on soon just to let you know i'm going to be on their podcast hopefully sometime at the beginning of the year but i'll tweet about that at geek underscore apocalypse but uh anywho uh thank you so much for listening and this is the latest episode with the engage podcast guys enjoy first take Um, 
that, that's actually a really good segue because I guess the starting point should be obviously to introduce you guys. So, um, obviously, welcome everybody to the Geek Partners Podcast. Um, that my obviously my name's Stephen. If you haven't listened to this podcast before, obviously, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, these guys are from the Engage Podcast, who do a Star Trek related podcast, which is awesome. Obviously, encourage you to check it out. Um, so I'm joined on the Skype. So if there's any technical difficulties, blame. Oh, but, well, actually, don't blame Skype because I might get sued. Um, <laughs> um, blame some other. Uh, <laughs> I love you, Skype. Don't say me. Um, no, no, I'm in all seriousness. But I'm saying if there's any internet connectivities, obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll persevere. But um, we have Simon, Jamie. Hello. Uh, uh, and Mr. Phil uh, Hello. On, the pod- on the podcast. Hello, guys. Welcome back. Hello. I can feel compelled to go... Yeah. Buffering. Buffering. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's been quite... Soul Drive has brought us back. Yes. Exactly, yeah. And uh, as we were just talking about in the sort of pre-interview, and Simon uh, reminded us, um, it's been literally a year since we last spoke on the interweb, so this is actually a nice segue, because when we actually had these guys on on the last podcast we did, we were talking about what Discovery would be like. Um, So obviously... The, the segue now, and the reason I asked these guys to come back on, is because we wanted to talk uh, openly and frankly. And I have a lot to say, but the whole point is to ask them questions, and then we'll we'll have a cool conversation about it. Is because we had spe- we speculated. I encourage people to actually it might be worthwhile pause this podcast, listen to the one they were last on, and see how <laughs> wrong wrong we were. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know we were supposed to be Star Trek alumni, and we know nothing uh, quite clearly. But um, but yeah, so that's the whole point is to talk about Star Trek Discovery. And before I get the guys to talk about what they thought, um, just a quick disclaimer. Disclaimer is you're probably not gonna. Hopefully, you'll like this. Without me, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spend my time explaining all the Star Trek related stuff. If that makes sense. So if you listen to this and not that into Star Trek, you might struggle because I'm not gonna sit here and go, "Well, a phaser is." <laughs> um, uh, so hopefully you'll have enough of an idea and have heard what about what Discovery is that you'll that will just be humorous regardless. So that's just a like sort of disclaimer at the beginning. Um is that we're not gonna kinda delve into too much detail and it's so it's all gonna be, you know, sort of assumed knowledge, I guess is the best way of describing it. So and assuming they've watched some of the episodes so there's yes. not a spoiler alert for Well even not and, well even not Phil or on the fence is that um it might be not, it might encourage them to watch it. So Yeah, true. Um, very true. Because very I true. I've I've had apprehensions, so Scotty go on Simon. Is, is, is it good and a bad Side to it. Yes, which is what we had to discuss. Sorry, Simon, what were you going to say? Well, you've got to bear in mind they have downloaded it, so surely they must want to know about an episode about Star Trek. Surely. So if they're listening to this thing, they must. No, but I'm just saying, like, you know, obviously, if people who consistently listen, and I have a variety, you know, I have different people on every time, is that they might go, oh, Star Trek's not really my thing. So I'm just trying to encourage them, like, we're not going to sit here and go, because I've. I've listened to podcasts that do that, where they go, well, a random viewer might not know this, so let me spend 20 minutes explaining what War Drive actually is. And I'm like, no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. So, um, so I'm just, that's why I put the disclaimer in. So That's a hard job. I've tried to do that in an episode. That's yeah, a hard job. Yeah, it's so job. hot. Yeah, because you start second-guessing everything. Um, you start all going... you got to do, if it's something like that, all you got to do is just say... Look at this. Go to this website. Explain everything you need to know. Yes. So we we'll probably will say that uh, in sequence. <laughs> Anywho, um, I, I actually, as I said as well, I'll, I'll admit to the people listening because it's funny. Um, I 
I have a very improv-related interview technique, and I very much never write notes. And I'm so curious to what these guys think that I've actually made sure I write down so I don't forget all the stuff that I want to talk about because I'm not going to reveal right off the bat what I think, but I'm certainly intrigued by what I've seen. And just for the purpose of letting people know, me and Phil... I've only seen up to eight episodes, so we're one. We ha- we've not seen the finale, which is the yeah. un- and then the season t- uh, episode ten apparently is starting um, January. January, yes, January, right. yep, correct. Okay, so spoilers done. We can now talk about it. So, um, so first of all, I guess let's go around the room, and I know like, I know this is very generalistic to start with, but what did you guys think on a whole? And we'll obviously delve into this, but let's start with Simon. What did you think? Well, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. You've got to bear in mind, it's the first Star Trek series that has come in with social media in all force. Good point, yeah. So it's got it's got to have a different flavour from any other ones. And I'm just going to write that. I, I, I'm just going to write that down. I really I, I'm do a, enjoy I'm a, it. <laughs> I enjoy watching it and being able to have that discussion with Phil and Jamie mm-hmm. and everyone else, but kind of. Because we haven't had it in so many years. We haven't had it since, what, 2005? Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. I was saying, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just going to make, I was making a joke of like, I'll just write that down to pretend that I came up with that question. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Dan, that's a really good point. I didn't think of that at all. Um, but uh, no, seriously. Yeah, but Simon, Simon makes up a, a very good point. Because yeah. there's so, I mean, how many series now that you forget, oh, House of Cards or Game of Thrones, you can all watch it and talk about it. Excellent. But what people don't realise for Star Trek fans is that a lot of people that haven't, been fans for as long as maybe Simon <laughs> have not been able to see that episode having to then have the excitement of waiting till the Monday for it to come out mm. and then being able to discuss it with everyone yeah, yeah, all yeah. the way through for the week about I what mean, they think is going to happen. Yeah I mean for all three of us it's the first Star Trek series we've all sat down and watched together. Yeah. Um, mm. Fantastic that's point. amazing. Yeah. Well, we, first we, episode we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. We yeah. don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Phil can't go oh you know what happens so si. I don't. I know as much as Phil do. Mm. I, yeah, yeah. Okay, in this situation, I do know it could be more than Phil does. Yeah. But when he's watched that, we're on a par. Cause yeah, yeah. I don't know what's happening in the next six episodes as much as Phil does. So it's quite a nice thing for Phil to go, oh, I think so-and-so. He's, he knows as much as I do. Mm-hmm. It's We're on a par for, for a discovery, whereas other series... There's stuff that me and Jamie know that Phil has no idea about. Yeah. And we can tease him to death and he sits there going... And sometimes it's ruined because they're both watching it and then they sometimes go, oh, this is that one, that's that what happened and this is what that and that's the really bad thing and he dies and you're like... (laughs) What's what's really weird though is that whenever I watch anything, I don't watch the main what they what they send you to watch. I always look at the background. For example, in Game of Thrones, I immediately saw the swords' our eyes open up when when. Uh, 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 I can't even remember his name now. 
<laughs> come out. But anyway, little little details. I'm always looking behind the scenes, and you can always try and work out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and these guys tend to Simon has a tend to have a nice overview of what he thinks would happen based on his Star Trek knowledge and mm-hmm. knowledge, and, and Jamie has an encyclopedic knowledge of every single character, every single possibility of anything happening. So between the three of us, we should be able to work it out. But no, we don't. Still don't. <laughs> can I also point out you also have it in stereo because it's not just me and Jamie. It's also your brother and father-in-law. Yes, yeah. I mean, so the, the it's not I'm, just us. Yeah. I'm not getting. Yeah, we're not getting no. the full blame here. It's... And you know, my, my, my dad's a, my dad's a big Star Trek fan. I mean, this is the first <laughs> series I've ever watched with him because, like like Simon, he'd already watched all the previous ones because he's been a fan of Star Trek since well since the original series. Oh, Jamie, to be fair, I hadn't seen them all by the time I met you. I saw oh, most. No. So you've seen the majority of them. One series I hadn't seen. One season. Mm. But yeah, I think there's a bit, there's a, there's a good reason why. Yeah. Why I hadn't, but hey. Well, yeah, I was just about to say, like, it's there's some really good points you guys made there because I just (laughs) want to reiterate as well, um, because you mentioned like Next Generation and stuff like that. It's a bit like I remember um, people talk about The Simpsons. Is that you know how like you get like um, so many episodes that came out, and if it was pre like sort of when you watch TV regularly, and this is like before, because remember kids, we used to have like uh, the fact that you couldn't like have you know um, v- VHR or like catch up, yeah, like you couldn't like just put in a an, on your system. I want you to record this thing. So as as the guys were saying, and I'm assuming this is what they were getting at, I'm sure before like Netflix became a thing. Um, I probably missed maybe 20 episodes of Next Generation because you've got to wait for it to like go down the loop. And mm-hmm. I don't know, yep. and I'm sure these guys will like be laughing when I say this. If you watch like a channel on TV, you usually find like you'll go, oh, it's a Star Trek episode on. I wonder if it's something I've not seen. And it's always the, the one you watched like last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're like, damn it. Yeah. Back, back in the day of having TV guides and then yeah. circling it and working out your week of as to what you were going to watch. <laughs> yes, exactly. you know, oh, I missed it. That's a and shame. That's Let's just hit re- record. They do this for a lot. I mean, like for example, going to be off a tangent, but film four, they do the same thing. They'll play a film at a certain time. Then two weeks later, they'll repeat the same yeah, yeah. film. It's like, well, I saw this two weeks ago. Well, do you know why that works? I know a little bit about why that happens. Is because they pay to have that film for a certain period of time, so they don't charge more for playing it more than once. So they have that it for. So they have. Yeah, it make it does make sense for them. But as a consumer, it's a little bit. You know, it's a bit like it's a bit like Netflix just having a rotation of films for two weeks and going, right? We're gonna change everything. Like that's that's that that's kind of a bit bizarre, but that's the reason they do it because um, like the argument they make is the fact that uh, they play at different times so different yes, people get to see. Yes, it. exactly. Yeah, and uh, it makes sense. It doesn't make as much of a. It's not much of a of a problem now, like we were just talking about, because you know you can press record and then you know delete it from your system once you've yeah. seen it or whatever normal um, normal telly is a thing of the past i can't remember yeah. anything i actually watched live i think it's sort of oh we missed that oh what do we do now um well you can just download it on demand oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> no yeah any other time and as we were just saying before we actually started the show, it's like the only re- the, so the only reason we can't talk about the last episode is because me and Phil haven't seen it. So it's like that's our responsibility. It's not like we can go, oh damn it, <laughs> oh damn it, we we missed the eight o'clock you're on a Monday. The, you're yeah. both love the cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. But um, you're as both I, love I, it, I mean, but it, I'm not going to say what it is, but you'll both love it and go, oh my god. 
But yeah, know. while I'm while I'm, while I'm excited for that, um, but obviously I we're gonna get idea. into we're gonna get into what we think about it and stuff like that. But it, all good points though, because like I don't think people realise. You know, I was born. I'm now thirty. I was born in '87. So when I was sitting watching with my dad and stuff like that, it was literally whenever my dad watched it was when I got to watch it. So it's really nice to actually sit down and sort of binge watch them, which is what I've done, um, particularly today because I was being ill the last few days. If you listen to the last podcast, so it's really good that we all get the opportunity to do that. And I, I saw it was a fantastic point Simon made in particular because we're in a position where we we've seen most of the series that it's not like we can go. Hmm, there's one person on this call that hasn't seen it, so we've got to be careful. So so um. We'll we'll talk up to that. Um, so yeah, exactly. So that's really good. Um, so let's start. Uh, so Phil, um, we'll go like reverse order now because I say I generally have wrote, I've generally wrote down what I think, and obviously feel free to segue like these guys did. Um, like so, you first like when you first like turned on whatever you, I'm assuming Netflix, you watched it on. Um, yeah. When you like first turned like started to watch it. What was your first like sort of opening thoughts on watching particularly the pilot? <laughs> um, well, the weird thing is, is that I have, as Simon alluded to, I've got this weird sort of, I watch it with Simon and Jamie, but okay. at the same time, I'm also watching it with my uh, father-in-law and my brother-in-law, oh, cool. who are huge Star Trek fans. Which order did you and, watch it in? Was it? Um, well, I watched it initially <laughs> with Simon and Jamie because okay. it had to be. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we did, we did the whole premiere, get round, get popcorn. We all oh, went round each cool. other's house. Cool. It was quality. Um, yeah. And then I watched it again for the second time <clears> with almost different set of eyes from watching it with my father-in-law and brother-in-law's perspective. And then the last, say, um, the first, was it the first two they released initially? The pilot first, the first two, episode. Yeah. Yes. So the first two I watched twice. Mm-hmm. And then the next fr- uh, three and three I watched with them too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a bit weird. So I haven't actually discussed much with Simon and Jamie about the latest episode. So really the latest episodes I'll be discussing for the first time with them today. Cool. That's interesting. Exclusive. I really like the Shinzon. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Shinzu. Shinzu, sorry. Beautiful, sorry. <laughs> Shinzon's Be- nemesis, isn't it? Yeah. Beautiful ship, beautiful yeah. ship. And then when I saw the discovery by the episode three, I was a bit like, oh, ship. <laughs> now it's gone full circle. Now I really okay. like it when I see the, the whole sort of yeah. and go. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, my first impressions was very, very good. There was a part of me that was a bit sort of like, this is a little bit fast paced there's a bit of it sort of like oh, I'm not sure about the characters yet but by the time you watch it this, the, the pilot in the first episode for a second time I was well into it and you didn't have that kind of hang ups yeah see what I mean because they have to they have to spend the time in explaining the character showing them what's going on and you lose a little bit of that and you lose a bit of momentum but by yeah by episode three and yeah I'm there I'm happy yeah because there's a couple of things like to, to elaborate on that like I was pleasantly surprised because I seen. I'm assuming you guys could, is as excited as you were that you saw the Tila trailer and all this kind of thing like beforehand. Yeah. I watched them and I would find myself going, I hope they don't do like a, an hour and a half feature film or something for a lot of the episodes where it's just action, 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 and they don't actually do what makes I think Star Trek 
great is the the dramatic stuff where you know you have like talking in the captain's room and you ha- like and and you know or using inter- your brain to get around something yeah. that you would not have done like for example well the, the latest episode I just watched that was phenomenal in yes. the time loop but we'll um, yeah we'll do a yeah but like yeah yeah but you, you but yeah you you you're you're reiterating my point yeah it that's that I actually think there was quite enough enough of that that I was like all oh, right so it's not like a case of like there's going to just be swarms of people and because it's all set around the federation and the klingon empire at war with each other that i'm just thinking oh it's going to be ships after ships attacking which is fine because obviously you want that being especially where the technology is going but um but yeah did you think there was enough of that jamie in particular Uh, oh sorry um obviously my 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 obviously my initial kind of format when we recorded before was i was very very skeptical about discovery okay i wasn't massively keen on it um, but going into it now, all all my all my kind of fears and doubts were completely unfounded. I think Discovery is fantastic. Okay, it's it <clears throat> for me. It's it's very DS9 esque. You know, it's got that gritty, darker side of the Federation, which is exactly what I love. Okay, um, I think the characters are great. I think they're really well fleshed out. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, what's also great is you don't just get the Federation perspective, you actually get a Klingon perspective as well, which I really, really like. Mm-hmm. Because I think I think sometimes with Star Trek, it's kind of, you know, yeah, it's from humanity's perspective, but what about the other side of the coin? Mm-hmm. You know, how do they kind of feel? Um, so for me, Discovery has been, I, I've really, really enjoyed it so far, and mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what they do next. Before I ask Simon what he thought um, in general, just on that point, Jamie, because I, I thought about this a lot when I watched... I've watched... Out of all the episodes, the only one I've watched twice is the pilot, because I watched it, like, when it first came out, and then I, I wanted to, like, remind myself, and then I watched all them in a row. Um, so, on the Klingon point, because I'm going, where are they going with this? Because were you quite surprised, for a couple of points here, were you surprised that they they did all Klingon, and it was all, like inside the Klingon ships and it was all about them and like I I thought there was quite a lot of scenes I was quite surprised and also that like I was saying that not only were they focusing on the Klingon aspect like you just touched on but like it wasn't all because I I always didn't like this in the previous series where it was all just English when there were all Klingons around each other like Mm. so it was all subtitles like what what were your thoughts on that because I thought I found that quite curious (laughs) Um, well, for me, it was quite a surprise, but yeah. in a good way. The fact that, yeah. that the fact that you were coming from that side of the Klingons, that they were speaking Klingon, they weren't just speaking. Because the thing is, the way I kind of look at it is, well, if they're if they're Klingons and they're kind of against the Federation, then surely they would use their own, they would speak in their own language. Yeah, makes sense. You know, because because in a way, it's kind of well, if you're speaking English, which is kind of the Federation language, then. Yeah, I mean, because just to the Klingons, I mean, at that time, their their whole their whole honour and their culture is very important. They don't like the Federation, mm-hmm. so surely they would speak yeah. in their own language. Because surely they would find speaking in English kind of take their culture a little bit, maybe. Yeah, that's a good point. It I makes mean, a great deal of sense. Why I look at it. Yeah, because it's not like they're at peace. And it's not like like Worf. You know, it's not like Next Generation time timeline where Worf's mm. the first Klingon in Starfleet, and they're all you know, it's 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 strained, but it's not you know, they're not at war with each other, and it's not like they're like next to each other. They, the Klingon. I mean, it it opens with them saying they haven't seen them for like a, is it a century? I think isn't it the idea? They haven't seen them in a hundred years or something. Correct. Yeah, I think, I think I'm right. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Um, so that so, may, yeah, I mean that I think that was a good point. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm it's, the... it's surprising, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Phil, I'm what was that? Very, I'm not very sure. Okay. Um, two reasons. I, I, I accept what Jamie says. The problem is, for me, I'm not the, the fastest reader in the world because so, I have my dyslexia <laughs> and things like that. Oh, so good. Yeah, very good. For Sorry. me, I'm sitting there spending forever reading what they're saying and I'm not looking at uh, what's going yeah. on. And you're and not capturing what's happening visually. Yeah. So when I, when I then re-watch it, I watch it without reading anything and some of the st- sets and the way that they've stu- the, the, the costumes are, anything else, is fantastic. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. There's this one scene where inside the Klingon ship you've got all the, uh, what can only be described as rainbow lights coming out, uh, coming out and you you, you miss that. So for me, it might be I'm not a quick enough reader, but I'm sitting there going, duh, 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 and then by the time I've looked up, I've missed everything. Yeah. And I'm like, just speaking English, that would be easy. Or if there was any way of it, turning the subtitles on and off, or mm-hmm. but then you can't please everyone, mm-hmm. I guess. Sure. No, that's, that's actually a really good point, Phil. I didn't actually think about it from that perspective. That's actually a really good point that you raised. Mm-hmm. I can definitely say that. So what are your thoughts, Simon? You yeah? can rewatch it, though, Phil. <laughs> I know. You can watch it as many times as you like. I know. So I, can. I know. I you can watch it on video. So okay. Well, uh... <laughs> I'm kind of in the middle. I kind of agree from both. I think it's nice, but with the television landscape how it is today, I think, from my point of view, this is the most extreme Star Star Trek we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But when you compare it with compare it with everything else, so my general um, benchmark is Game of Thrones. That's probably the closest alternative we, I, I have with it. And compared with that, Discovery is actually pretty tame, <laughs> roughly enough. Um, although on the Suffolk spectrum, it's actually yeah. quite extreme. But so it's a bit of an odd thing. It's, it's trying to be, it's got to keep up with modern television. So that's where everyone is going, oh, it's not, it's not old trick. It can't be. It seriously can't be, yeah, because have, then it would yeah. stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, you can't have... I understand the whole idea if you want to have to look near the original series, but we're in 2017, not 1960s. It can't... Unfortunately, it can't and be like that. It's only the first season, so there is a chance that we may be verging into that. Hmm. Yeah, but do you really want Star Trek to become tits and gore? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah, but I, I speak for yourself. You say that, but one we've seen, I wouldn't count out the other film. Yeah, true, true. There's a lot I don't more gore in this than. Much, um, oh, well, when, when you see that, when you see the, the, the pile of the pile of Klingon bodies and and everything else, and and then the way that the the, the guy died by dis, the black see, hole within himself. Do uh, you agree <laughs> that it kind of the second one might happen as well by any chance? Yeah. Jamie, what's that? Second thing that Phil said, so the tits might happen. You know, might happen in a future episode. So. But that, that, that sort of thing is too far. I mean, Star Trek has always been a way... Uh, no, it, it, it's done it a way... Done it yeah. yeah, true, true. And, and, and that's... Back in 2005 with Enterprise, I've done it. Would you look, look at my uniform? Where's my <laughs> uniform? <laughs> <laughs> and, this is, and this is the thing about Discovery which I really like, the fact that um, you've got the, I said, the first gay couple... Mm-hmm. As well in Star Trek, we'll get that to was that. actually done very, very well. Rather than yeah. the suit, yeah, the thing just, is, hey, I'm gay. Is, what? It, it, not <laughs> yeah, which was in, wasn't it? What was was there? Uh, just remind. Uh, yeah, uh, the Beyond. Yeah, sorry, thank you. 
um, and the fact that you've actually got well, technically Star Trek has actually done it before. They did mm-hmm. it in um, in generations. Data swore in generations. Um, so it's not really that not kind of a new thing. But the fact is that Discovery's got a swearing in it, and it's mm-hmm. like, but. It, it doesn't feel like they've chucked it in just because they can. It's like, no, oh, we better include... More, yeah. it, it feels natural, but... It's natural know, grit. Natural yeah. grit. I've seen a lot of comparisons with Babylon 5. Um, Deep Space Nine gets thrown into the mix, and I'd say Babylon 5. It's very much a work-based kind of, these people are in this environment. It, this, Those words are going to happen. It, heavens, like, you know, Babylon... Yeah. Bastard Lasker, they're frack. You know, come on. And that's like a few years ago. So why are you, why are you complaining? Uh, just yeah. for Star Trek. Just to throw a couple of just to throw a couple of points into the mix because all good points is um, I also think that what's worthwhile to bring up as well. And I know this is kind of like a pragmatic uh, point, but or sort of just a, a, a very basic one is that you've also got to bear in mind, like uh, I think Jamie touched on it was the thing about. The, what time we're in like and how long it's been since like star trek's been on tv is how much you just just think in a very pragmatical way how much tv has changed and how much more you can get away with than you used to be able oh, to crikey, yeah. um and i think it's it's i think it's so, so in my opinion i think it's partly that and also that i and i think that change is actually a good thing um, and to go back to, you know, you're talking about the argument about is there going to be, you know, sort of more swearing and more tits or whatever. Um, all the stuff that I've seen, let's just say nudity for people who may have be offended by it, but it's okay, so nudity or something. Um, I'm okay with either because I, I, I'm very liberal in that sense. I think if it, if it's, if it's tastefully done and it's appropriate to what's going on, then I, I, this idea that that doesn't happen and so TV sort of shies away from a yeah, realistic thing is a bit, a bit dumb. Um, um, yeah. You know, Star Trek. I think there's always struggled, particularly, particularly with um, kind of um, like lesbian relationships or gay relationships in Star Trek. They've always kind of struggled with that. Yeah. Um, until until really probably Discovery. I think Discovery, as you say, um, Stamis and the company. What's the name of the Doctor? Uh, I, I, I looked this up before we started. Gulba. That's it. Gulba. Um, Gulba. You know, and, right. it, you know and, and the but the way they've portrayed them too. It's, mm-hmm. it's beautifully done yeah it's not oh let's just chuck this in there because we can and it's not done in an awkward way it's done yeah it, it, it's, it's it's perfectly natural particularly like it's what, it's what at this point is what the mid 23rd century mm-hmm. you know things have changed since you know since well we <laughs> brought this up a couple they've brought this up a couple of times and here's what i think about it and, and then we'll we'll get your opinion is because on the fact of how they dealt with that um i know phil phil mentioned it earlier that he said he thought it was good as well is that um, I really like how they dealt with it, and also I really don't like the word dealt with because it implies that like it's a problem, which I don't mean it that way. But I just mean the way that they showcased it, um, and the fact that you got to know the engineer first as a person, and then it yes, just yeah. and that like and it was like yeah, almost a reveal. Exactly it. Yeah, it was almost a reveal, but then they let it go. As if it was like, oh, he's like, as in, and I took it as, because I'm a very, like, you know, I, I, I know gay people and, and I'm totally, you know, um, think it's, it's totally acceptable and it, and, you know, we should treat everybody equally. So I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, what a big deal. And I, and I know that, like, it's very difficult to deal with things that way, but my point is, I took it, like, cause I'm that way inclined that I'm, like, very liberal minded as I just went, 
oh, it's no big deal. And it shouldn't be because that's the that's the progress exactly, we've made. Yeah. Um, it was written very, very well by allowing you to feel yeah, empathy for the character, yeah, enjoy yeah. the character, and then be suddenly oh, given I, I, to it. It's like, oh. Uh, oh, he's all, oh, and he's also gay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, I saw that and I just thought, fair enough. It was no, you know, yeah. I said they, they, they showcased it really well. I said you got to know. It wasn't just, oh, let's just show this before we know them. It's like, mm-hmm. this is just who they are. Mm-hmm. So I also they think... They make a big deal out of it. Yeah, I also think the context is important because Anthony mm-hmm. Tapp, I think the guy's name, who plays the uh, engineer... Uh, um, rap, uh, rap, 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 yeah. Rap, yeah. Uh, rap, sorry, yes. Um, he um, He's actually gay himself. He's like known for it, known for being so. And um, also, is it Brian Fuller, the guy who wrote it? Um, he's also gay. Um, so it, it kind of makes sense that it kind of makes sense that they kind of wanted to make it appropriate. And I didn't know this. I was reading this before we started a little bit of research. Is that uh, he actually got a lot of hate mail while working on Voyager for not tackling it? Um, okay. Uh, which I was, I, I didn't know. Um, which he's, is, he's done it in a in a phenomenal way here. Yes. I mean, it was very clever. Very, yeah, because I think it was it was well known within the Star Trek community that he was gay, and they just felt like you know, a, as you know, Jamie touched on it very well. That I do think there was a lack of progress in that area for something that deals with you know social issues and ahead of its time. Like they seem to be avoid they, they were avoiding it, avoiding that particular subject. Mm. Um, so it's nice that they got to it. Um, so what I mean, doing the Star Trek at this at this time frame is supposed to be a point where there is no hate in the world. Yeah. There is no. It's all we're against them. It doesn't matter. So are we in a consensus? Like Simon, did you think it was done well? Yeah, I, I think that goes down to the of writing. Yeah. At the end of the day, they've got the right people in the writing room. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got um, Nicholas Meyer. They've got. Um, Kirsten Bayer. Alec Kurt, Alec whatever it is. Um, uh, Alec, Alec Kurtzman. Kurtzman, that's it, yeah. Kurtzman, Kurtzman. yeah. Just fantastic alumni's of Star Trek writing at the back of sorting this all out with a story thread in mind. You know for a fact they've already got season season two in the works. Yeah. And that's meant to have even more um, Easter eggs and references than this season that we're currently in it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the cleverest thing. If you watch any Simon Pegg films, that, that, that's what makes them. It's the Easter eggs, it's the little things you've got to find, yeah, I mean, it's the nuggets. It's, it's even like one thing, I mean, I, I need to remember his names, but the first officer in Discovery, when he's doing that evaluation of himself, he, he compares all the great captains, and you have the reference, you have the reference to, um, uh, you know, you Zurek. have the reference to... Huh? Zurek. No, not Zurek. <laughs> Saru, Saru, Saru. That's it, thank you, Phil. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought okay, you were mentioning the cat. Um, yeah, the know, captain's so on the list, yeah. You have the, you have the reference to, um, uh, is it Dekasai? Um, I believe so. Yeah, Dekasai. There's a few up there. It's um, quite fast because I was trying to pause it, but then I was like, I was trying to watch the whole episode, but I was like, I was intrigued to see who was on and, there. Um, yeah. and, and Captain Archer, just, just little things like that, just little yeah. references like that, which is just really quite cool. Yeah. You know? No, I, I, I definitely agree. Can you guys still hear me okay? Because um, there was a strange uh, yeah. thing yeah. there. Okay, cool. Um, I got a weird thing there that it piped up and said it's finished recording, so I think I may have um, cut off Jamie a tad for whatever reason. That was really weird, but anyway, I can fix it and post. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so that's good. Uh, I was just, That was really weird. Anyway, um, damn, damn internet. <laughs> um, I was only, only going to segue back slightly to um, how what, what Jamie was saying about the grittiness of, of, of discovery yes. and something that go on that's I a good point quite yeah. a really interesting point is yeah. that we've got to remember that this is before the prime directive before other things that are really 
what we know is Star Set Trek stone, now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, Phil, I have to interject. The Prime Directive had already been established in Discovery. Okay, okay, okay. But it wasn't <laughs> as well sort of known and to the letter. It's almost sort of there's certain things you can get away with, there's certain things you can't. But what I've noticed over the last couple of episodes, they really have started to sort of, how can I put this, almost give you that there is the rules and regulations, there is something going on. Yes, they are Area 51. Yes, they can get away with a lot of things. But actually now... There are things that they're not allowing to happen. It's almost like the very, very start of the Star Trek we got now, which is very, very... I think that's how they've cleverly written it into the Star Trek franchise. Mm-hmm. We're almost seeing the start of how that happened, like we saw First Contact in the latest in episode 7 or 8. 8. Episode 8, we saw yeah. First Contact. Uh-huh. Perfect. Mm. No, no, I, I, I agree with you on that. Like, it, it, um, I... I... I'm so glad you said that because it, that wasn't on my uh, list of things to talk about. But it, it I mean, I assumed it was going to come up, come up anyway. Um, because you were saying about what people are referring it to. Um, I do think it has a, from my perspective, it has a quite a like Battlestar. It has a Battlestar Galactica reference to me. At least particularly the remake, obviously. Um, I definitely felt that with its with its sort of um, I mean, but also you got to bear in mind as well, like not just like you were saying about the prime dialectics less you know less enforced, I guess is the right way of saying it. Um, but also that you know because it's this is one of the reasons I was apprehensive. Maybe Jamie can elaborate on what he thought when he said apprehensive. Well, anyway, we did talk about that last time the guys were on. <laughs> but um, but I'm just saying, I felt very like concerned about the fact that it was all going to be based around a war and like obviously starfleet that we know of in the previous ones were all about maintaining peace and not about you know opening fire straight away and all this kind of thing so i thought it was interesting in the pilot that like there were a lot more you know and and the fact that what what um michael michael ended up doing um by killing the klingon like literally in the first pilot you're like wow okay this is like quite a different way of approaching things um and you know the way that ultimately when they get to discovery, I know I'm skipping ahead, but how much more mili- you know militarily they make decisions, and the captain's you think more about done that on purpose to um, capture viewers for the first two or I three think, episodes. I think, I think you do have the grit in this there, but I think there is also the underlying kind of what Star Trek is all about. I mean, particularly if you think of Burnham's actions at certain points, like, like for example, um, the the creature Ripper. She felt a lot of compassion for for the for, for the life form. It wasn't mm-hmm. just oh, let's just use him, you know. Blah. She actually wanted to help and understand him or him. So I think I think to a certain extent, yes, that is there. But I think that, uh, there is an underlying kind of you know there is the whole kind of making first contact. You say making peace. I think I think that is I think that has been there. Mm-hmm. So it's not think... unusual. It's not unusual though. It's what happened during the Dominion War, during DS9. Mm-hmm. It's the same sort of thing. Well, you also... Stories, sorry, go on. Yeah, stories where they were exploring, but they were still on edge because of the um, Dominion might come in and attack or invade, mm-hmm. but Starship was still Starship, even, although it's postponed because of the war, but... Yeah, it's very much uh, like I was like we were saying. It's very much based on I think circumstance, which I think is why it's appropriate because they're reacting to the situation. Because um, having rewatched Voyager not too long ago, especially like towards the end of that season in Voyager, as an example, like not you just said DS Nine as well. That's a good point, but also Janeway is very like sort of 
I don't give a shit towards the end. <laughs> like, you know, it starts at the... Uh, if you if you have, a, like, a chronological period of how Janeway is, like, for the first few seasons, she's like, Prime Directive, Prime Directive, Prime, prime Directive. Then she's like, I don't give a fuck about the Prime... <laughs> well, for her, it's, it's more like she doesn't yeah. give a crap about a temple Prime Directive. Yeah. Well, yeah, because she's so far away and, and, yeah. and out of seeing a Star Trek, nothing she can do all wrong, yeah. basically. But there's a lot more, like, you know, what I mean as well, like, she goes from, like, trying to be quite passive and sort of a little bit Picard-esque as in, but but then I, I, towards the end of the season, I just remember, like, there was a lot of episodes where they're in situations and Jamie is just, like, very threatening. It's not like we mean no harm or just peaceful trying to get home. It's like, uh, I, have, I have better firepower, you know, go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's like a lot more. <laughs> Jamie did go a bit nuts. Yeah. Like, I remember, yeah. like, there's an episode called... Um, Scientific method where they get experimented. Oh, it's on. great! I love that episode. And they, they lock, she locks the controls into it, and they're going between two pulsars. And you sit there going, "You're doing what, you crazy woman? What the hell are you doing?" Considering they've been jabbing needles in their head and keeping her up for five days straight, it's yeah. not really much. The same thing happened on Next Gen, and it didn't happen over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true, but um, no, but it. Well, Jane Way's different, you know. And also, they're incre- they increasing her dopamine levels. Ah. Yeah. ah, yeah. So I, rem- I, rem- I love that episode. I think it's a great episode. Um, I like the movie, Stephen. I've always enjoyed it. Yeah. No, not totally. You're crazy. Um, you're, crazy. <laughs> you're crazy. You're crazy, George. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, I wanted to go back to because um, I start with a pilot, and we, I'm not trying to go chronologically, but I just want to make sure that we cover what I want to ask you because um, there's a I, I, as you've touched on a lot of stuff that I thought was interesting as well. Um, but I want to go back to because I think this is really interesting because we've touched on it a bit, and I want to kind of actually talk about it a bit more uh, openly. Is this the the and I I, I know um, I think it was Phil who came up with a suggestion of why they did this, but do you guys find it intriguing? that they decided to, the name of the show and the ship, was only revealed three episodes in. Um, I was I found that fascinating, and I actually think it was quite a good idea. And I'm just curious to know what you guys thought about starting. <laughs> we were constantly waiting. We are like, where yeah. is Discovery? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's called Discovery. It's like, this isn't called a Discovery. Have I watched the wrong series? Um, but yeah, so just let's go around the around the group and say, like, what did you think about Star... I know, actually, Phil, you already talked about this a bit, didn't you? Because you said you liked the other shit more. Um, so yeah, let's start with Simon. What did you think of not starting until the third episode, like, introducing, like, Jason Isaac's character and whatnot? I liked it. I think yeah. it's sort of what I've said in one of our episodes in how I would have done Voyage, opening Voyage differently. Okay. So I quite like that they've kind of done it with Discovery. Because in Voyager, I felt like there was no... They didn't do what they'd done with Discovery. Mm-hmm. So you get no... Inter- you don't have a clue who this Voyager crew is, who they're going to half kill. You don't know <laughs> the marquee people that they're going to half kill, but you're going to meet them. Mm-hmm. And you just... You don't know anyone to gonna get to know, like, to know them. So I would have left... Like, spent the first season getting to know people before fling them into the Delta Quadrant. I... I... You know what it is. As, mu- uh, as much as these, you guys know, I'm a diehard Voyager fan. Is that I? Ver- I think that's a really good point. I, I generally, I, and, and to reiterate with Discovery, I actually think that um, that that I thought it was a really good move because um, it makes you Michael need to establish Michael's character the whole way through. Yes. I think you're saying. Yes. Yeah. If you just gone, 
oh, here's, oh, here's, here's your rank, yeah. It's like, oh, great, oh, I don't know these people. Yeah. Whereas cause... with that, it's kind of, you can see that, um, people from the Shinzu, there's a bit of, it's not, Animosity, it's yeah. Yeah. It's a kind of, hmm, I still don't like you for what you did on our last year. Yeah. Yeah, because just just before I asked Jamie what he thought, like, great point, because I thought about it, and I don't know whether you guys thought this, but I sat there going, if I was writing this, um, wouldn't it, I'm like, what if they did, and I'm assuming they thought about this, is what if they just started the discovery and then started to say, well, I don't like you for a thing that happened that the audience hasn't seen? Like, do you get what I mean? Like, yeah. so they started with Discovery and go, and Burnham walks in and go, like, if they started on the shuttle, like, on the shuttle when she's going to the, the prison, and then you and then she, you said, well, she's done something, but you have no idea what. Yeah, and, that yeah. I, I don't think it was either. not that good. It would, it would be not, n- not nearly as impressive as I thought if they'd done it that the way. The point I want to cover mm-hmm. is what Phil's saying, that he prefers the Shinzu, right? You would have preferred the Shinzu as Discovery, right? Yeah, because it's a much beautiful looking ship. However, it's only because I love the NX-01. And it's a carbon copy. Now, the the problem with the Shinzu is, it's not a cruiser. The hero ships tend to be a cruiser, which is what the kind of Enterprise D was, and the E was. All of those tend to be quite big ships, whereas the Shinzu is pretty small. It's probably like a frigate or something. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't be big enough to be able to be a hero show, which is why they, they got rid of it. Off, like in the second episode, pretty much. I, I appreciate why they did it, but it's just it's typical me, isn't it? I like my little punchy ships. So but yeah, and it was a person, it was a personal thing. Rather yeah, than I was me gonna, looking at the whole picture. Yeah, I think it's just basically to to, to paraphrase that. I, I, I know, n- I know. N- no, no, stylistically, yeah. stylistically, it's a beautiful ship, mm. and I think Discovery, I think will grow on you. Oh, this happens every single thing. It's a bit like a new Doctor. No, nope, don't like him. No, nope, don't like it. Don't like it. Don't like it. Well, actually, it's not that bad, really. Now that we've got to know it. It's funny you say it. I've only really started enjoying it since episode six. That was when, that was the hook for me. That was just, after after the first time you saw Harry Mudd, I I enjoyed the episode. It was kind of the, 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 the kind of turning point, but... Now that I've seen episode six and seven, they 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 that was really like right. It, it's now a lot more like Star Trek, and now I'm really enjoying it. The fact that they've brought in things like the Prime Directive, things like there's an endangered whale, things that force things that force the <laughs> captain to do things he doesn't. No, but no, but that's true. But it sounds sad, but to force the captain to do it, he'll lose his captaincy. Because yeah. It's sort of oh, we're forcibly doing something for the greater good. It's, it's actually I like that. It's funny because. Um, I sat there watching it to your point. I want to know what Jamie thinks about start. We'll get. I'll get back to you uh, in a sec, Jamie. Um, no I just want to. I just wanted to say that was a. That's a really interesting point that you just brought up because I, I was kind of curious about how they were gonna how they were gonna like move forward because I'm trying to just think of my thoughts here because like um, when I don't know whether you guys thought this and Phil, correct me if I'm wrong with how I just took what you just said is. Like, the first five-ish episodes, or at least maybe the first four, um, felt very much like they were, like, back to back to back to back, and very, like, sort yes, of kept yeah. going, kept going, keep going, keep going, keep going, very, very sort of, like, on top of the other. And I guess if you're a Star Trek fan, and I'm going, maybe it's just a, a transitional thing, that you have to get used to it, because this is how series are done now. Because if you think about it, like, we just touched on with Next Generation, or Gen Next Generation, I think I use as a good example of this, where you can watch one episode and you don't really need to know anything else. 
to yeah, kind of get it. Star Trek is, yeah. in, in, is, is you can just get, boom, you're straight into yes. that episode. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't matter if six months or a year has passed in between. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah, like you say, most modern series, oh, yeah, that happened yesterday. Oh, they did yeah. that yesterday. Yeah, tune, in, that, ne- tune in next week to know what this what happens now. Yeah, what yeah. happened now? What does this mean? Like, Yeah, but um, I agree with you. I, I, it's funny because having just watched the episode before we started, I sat there going, "This feels like an old school Star Trek episode because yeah, they've exactly es- they've yeah. established they've established pretty much. I'm assuming they've established who the crew is now because there was a lot of people dying. You go, okay, I'm sort of under- I'm understanding that this the security officer then he dies in the brig, and you're like, okay, that's not oh okay, he's not important now. Uh, so like, <laughs> him. yeah. So and and also like um, the doctor not being sort of a main character which i thought was in- yes, intriguing yeah, um but anyway but we'll get to that in a minute but jamie what did you think um because i want to make sure we get your opinion like what did you think about them starting on the the first ship and not and then discovery was three episodes in um well initially it was a bit of a surprise kind of like oh this is different like where, mm-hmm. where's discovery like i think like simon and phil had um, but like those guys, I, I completely agree. I think it was the right move because, as you say, if you just if you just chuck that them all at you already, it's like, well, there's no setup. Why, why, what, what, you know, why should I care? It's kind of like, you know, I don't know these people, and yet you're saying this and this has happened. Whereas if you've if you've built it up, you know, you've built up. I said, I think those first two episodes were crucial in building up what 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 Michael did mm-hmm. because you know if it's kind of and the other thing as well is is the fact that. If she'd just gone straight into episode three, and then she obviously she becomes a temporary crew member, then she actually becomes part of the science division. There's no sense of um, of the consequences of her actions. It feels like oh yep. this happened. Oh things. Oh she's built. Oh she's. Oh you know whatever's happened. Oh you know she's been forgiven or whatever. There's no real sense of the consequences of her actions. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. No, no, totally. So, Great point. Yeah. Yeah, so the fact that they, I said that they, they've built it up is, is crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, as you say, you, and you get to know Burnham, you get to know um, Saru as well. So I think, I think, I said, I think it was a risky move, but I think, it, mm. I think it was the right move, and I think it paid off tremendously. I can't remember for the life of me, and I, I, I'm sure someone will remind me after this is aired. But um, I, I talked about a few podcasts ago of a show on Netflix, which is a sci-fi show, and it was called, like, the... It's The Something, but it's about an asteroid belt between Mars and Earth, and it's made by Netflix, called The the Expanse or something. Is it The Expanse? Yeah, I've seen that advertised. Um, I think y- it is The um, Expanse. Yeah, right? Well, it's funny, right? And, and I, I, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I'll, I'll, I'll make my point, is that... I watched that and thought I'm gonna delve into because I'm I'm very much a, like an old school like I like my series and I very I only like watch a new episode new series of like oh that sounds really good I give it a try so I thought screw it I'm gonna like go on Netflix I'm gonna just pick something so I obviously went in the sci-fi section because that's my favorite so I watched the Expanse and I, it's funny because I started comparing it to Discovery when I watched Discovery obviously over the since the weekend and they make that mistake. To Jamie's point, like they, they, you know, the risk. You said it's a risk, a risky move. The in the expanse, if you watch the first few episodes of that, it's a lot of getting to know the crew, but a lot of like, oh, I don't want to be an officer, but it doesn't tell you why. And I spent, yeah. the, I spent the entire few episodes of that, and apparently it gets better. But I watched the first few episodes of that going, and I, that it's the reason I bring this up is because Jamie's exactly right. 
I watched that series in particular, which is very, I mean, sci-fi related and space and it's all about the drama inside a ship. So it's a good comparison. But I spent my time watching it going, why should I care? Because Jamie, I, I have nothing to hook onto. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jamie, do you think it's because they try and take it away from that, oh, I'm going to look into this character and think of it, with what's going on, they, they stop you from thinking, oh, let's set up this character. You just get straight into the story. Do you think that's the reason why Star Trek... Is that what you're trying to allude to? So what, what's the same? What, so that they deliberately don't tell you what's going on so you figure it out for yourself kind of thing so you go and research more, more like because the, the, there's so much other things going on they forcibly the, the, the bit where you like, like Stephen was saying you see the character you learn what the character's doing you learn what they're about and then you decide whether you like them or not because there's so much going on you don't get time to have that worry about yeah. what, what's going on with the character so I thought that's what you, you were pushing yeah I was, going yeah. On I was yeah oh do you mean um, um, well, it's kind of, well, I said for me, it's more kind of, you know, I, I mean, one of the things I used to kind of struggle with when watching Star Trek was, oh, I've got to know everything about this character right now kind of thing. Um, I'm not so much like that these days. I think a bit of mystery is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you say, it's kind of, that's the thing, it's a difficult balance in that because you want to know about the character, you want to know about their motivations, but you don't, but you want to know enough just to kind of go, okay, they're interesting. What exactly. else can I find out? Yeah. But you don't want to. You don't want to do. You don't want to say too little because otherwise, as you say, it's kind of. Mm, I don't know much about them. This is, you know, this is who like. When, for you, me, yeah, when you then learn something new about them, you're thinking, oh, I don't really care about that because I haven't really got any empathy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of. It's obviously the. It's kind of the way they portray and how they yeah, portray yeah. character. But for me, it's kind of, you know. To, to understand why characters the way there is, there has to be something that drives them to be who they are. It's not a case of oh, you simply do something okay, that's great. But I like to know, I like to know at least not obviously everything, but just a little bit about what drives them. So obviously for Michael, it was kind of where she got to in Discovery. It's kind of well, the reason she's there is because, as you say, it was kind of uh, what happened to her captain and kind of her own past with the Klingons as well. And she get, can get kicked away at any stage. As soon as the war's finished, she's gone. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I so... think. I think. Yeah, what you said, Jamie, is spot on. Because I think, really, in a, in a sort of nutshell, is that Star Trek does, and I think they've done brilliantly with this, is because Michael is the Michael the character um, is a is the perfect example of this is the inner conflict between an actual, like, a a character within themselves. Like, as in, she has an inner conflict all the time. I mean, some of it's transparent and some of it's more complicated. So the fact that she's a human Vulcan hybrid, the fact that Sarek is a father, um, the fact that... um, Spock got chosen over her. Yes. And the fact that, yes, there's that situation, the, the, the inner turmoil of that. The fact that she's now outcasted by Starfleet, but given a second chance, but is very like sort of, do I embrace it or do I don't? Or um, and also the fact that they showed you what why she got in trouble, and um, I thought was a really good move because I can see why she reacted that way, um, and exactly. I can that's yeah. Hmm. You, but you also felt like you lived it with her. But yeah. it also gives such. And so many avenues for them to go as yeah. well with the story. You, you get, you get the fact that they, the, the fact that they showed you, I said those, those first two episodes, 
you you've you said you've as you said you've lived that with her so mm-hmm. you understand why she did what she did and what drives her so much more better than just going right this is this is who this is who she is this is what's happened but just kind of explaining like just very quickly in like a few sentences or whatever or in like I know you know you know just like kind of like words on a screen are like you introducing and you've got you know so old five hundred five years ago this happened or whatever yeah so mm. the fact that they've actually gone out of their way I think it's just for me it's just like it's really really important no no um, and I, I can't stand that whole sort of all of a sudden an episode comes up oh I hate him why do you hate him hate's a strong word well because of blah 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 and my granddad and this happened and that passed in my past you're like oh okay well I have no idea about that and um, that's a bit random <laughs> I think as well we've also got to reiterate this is why the more I watch this and you guys feel free to chip in because um, I, th- I think you're going to agree with this though is that this is one of the reasons why I think anyone who thinks, well, why are people so bummed about Star Trek not being on TV? I think this reinforces why. Because you watch the, like, incarnations of the Star Trek films, which some people like more because it's just entertainment in it, an hour and a half to two-hour block. But we've just described in the last 15 minutes or so what I think makes Star Trek amazing is because the fact that they established the characters like we just described... And yet, the last episode I watched, there's still bits where you kind of go, hmm, I kind of want to know what that means, but they don't go too much into it. But they've done enough establishing the characters that you've seen, as well as the reasons behind, behind why they're behaving that way. Like, cause, and as I said, there's so much inner conflict within the crew. That's what makes it, it's the situation in the, if it was a sitcom, it's the situation in the sitcom, if you know what I mean? Like, it's, because it, you have to have conflict for something to happen. So, yes. the, the fact that, it's Saru, isn't it? I'm terrible with spelling, saying people's names right, but um, Saru, um, the fact that he doesn't seem to care about that he's sacrificing the creature, um, and yet Michael is very much like, no, I don't, you know, you know, it's sentient. What, what the hell are you doing? Um, and he's going, I'll just take responsibility for it. Very nonchalantly shows the difference in characters there because, as you see it, that's I don't know whether you thought this, but I was quite shocked that Michael was showing that she had compassion when what's interesting about it in the first few episodes it was very much like her being almost uh, compassionless and then all of a sudden mm. she's like and, and, yeah, and given that, that his yeah. whole race is slaughtered and captured yeah. then surely he would have empathy for a creature that's been captured. exactly yes very good point and that's the fact he doesn't it's very telling it's, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, hang on a second what's you know what, what's, what, is, it, is, that, is that revealing of you know kind of okay what's going on here but they just they don't say anymore they mm. give you just enough to kind of go okay what's going on here and you yeah. kind of figure out for yourself but I think you know Star Trek is all, one of the things I've always loved about Star Trek and not just Discover I think other Star Trek series have done a great job with this as well is focusing on character development character conflict mm-hmm. um, I think I think we mentioned in um, in Absent Friends an episode we recently did we were talking about um, uh, Michael Pillar who, who, who started working on next gen season three uh-huh. and there's such there's a there's a real difference in the episodes in terms of he's focusing much more on the characters mm-hmm. is that what we said si or something yeah, pretty much. Yeah. What, which is what people are more interested in isn't it yeah yeah and, and for me that that was crucial I mean like I said Burnham in particular and in and I think particularly within the last few episodes her character has flourished I mean I always found her quite interesting um, but it wasn't kind of until kind of the Sarek episode where you get to know a lot more about her, and particularly, you know, and her and her interactions um, with the crew as well. She's not. She she now feels actually that she's a part of the crew. She's not just kind of 
an outsider. She's actually fitting in more. Mm-hmm. And the worrying things that she's actually could effectively been better than Spock. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, and also, like, I mean, because you start, like, I don't know what you start. My first sort of reaction was, even though I thought it was a good episode, I was good, like a good series. I was pleasantly surprised by how much I'm, I was impressed by watching, particularly like the first couple of episodes. But I spent myself sitting there going, "Hmm, I'm not. I'm struggling to find a reason to like root for these people because." But then it all like intertwines and and like yeah. unravels because you know you you look at Saru who like is very much like kind of cowardly based on his species, um, and the way he reacts to things, and, he, and he's very, you know, sort of, um, uh, and then it gets revealed in the episode I saw, I'm um, sorry if we're spoiling things if you haven't seen this, but what, you know, I did disclaim this at the beginning, <laughs> is that um, Sarah then reveals that, like, well, I always wanted to be the first officer um, on on the on the first ship, so, and, and I'm like, so when he revealed that, I went, oh, I can understand why he has resentment towards her now, so yeah. it's not like he's being yeah. an arse, it's just like, he, he he and he said he was jealous of her, which you know jealousy is not a very good characteristic. So that made a great deal of sense to me. And then, like I say, you start watching it, and Michael's very much like you start going, "Oh my god!" Like uh, um, she's just like a a, a wreck, and I I I, I want to find something in her that I can kind of root for her. And then when they established that there's a potential relationship with the new security guy, I was like, "Oh, that's." curious and she gets he's given, him some, he's given her know. hope isn't he? he's given us an electron yeah and another character though which simon will detest this is just the, <laughs> the, the sylvia uh the the, the, the ginger haired lady uh, tilly. Yeah, tilly tilly, uh, tilly. Uh, tilly's tilly. the yeah. character yeah um, yeah. um she, i hated her character as soon as i saw it all, <laughs> I, all I got was are we at high school with like, laugh, some dumb but... blondes? Yeah. Phil, that, that Phil, was... if it make, Phil, if it makes you feel better, my dad doesn't like her either. Oh, However, however, by episode six, I'm actually warming to her and I'm actually hating myself right now. <laughs> yeah, well, um, there's a couple of things I want to get Simon in on this, right? Because we've all, we've talked about it a little <laughs> bit, right? Because... No, no, uh, um, I wanted. I actually did write down about Tilly because I was intrigued because, you know, I know, like, people listening to this are going... I'm quite shocked at how universally positive we've been so far. I do have a little bit, and I know we've nitpicked on a few things, um, but there are a couple of things I don't like uh, that they did, like, and Tilly's one of them to a certain extent. But, um. Have you uh, seen my uniform? Sorry? Have you seen my uniform? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so Simon, like, because we've been talking about the characters, um, I want your sort of take on it, like, um, like, just in general, like, uh, you know, describe to us, like, what characters you thought were good and is there any issues you found or just your general thoughts? I've got to carry it on. I'd love them all just they're in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not really much I don't like. There's few things that I don't like about Discovery. They're very, very nitpicky because it's kind of the time it's meant to be in, yeah. what technology they're meant to have. <laughs> but again, you've got to forget about that because of what television landscape we're in that you can't have sexy technology in a 2017 show otherwise people be going yeah that show's out of date why aren't you doing what Star Wars is doing the only way around that would be to set it in the 1940s and be in the wartime yeah so I I, I, I love them all I think their own ways I think there's a few that I I think my favourite people um are you really enjoying I just love Burnham's, Michael Burnham's 
story, just kind of her fall from grace and then her slowly um, rise up the, um, the ladder. Thanks. Yeah. That's the thing I was afraid of when I watched it. Um, one of the things that I was kind of concerned was, oh, she's going to get back her commission, she's going to come back to being first officer. But, but they haven't done that, and I think they've done that in a really good way. The fact yeah. is, she, she probably won't ever regain that rank again. Probably I think not. she should. I think she should. It should just stay that all the way through it. And, and if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, it would be a, a very very maybe season four or five finale where she finally does. On the recognition of what she's done, if that makes any sense. Yeah, doing what a, a good show should do, it it means that fans have something to speculate on. We, we speculate on everything, and that's what Discovery's doing particularly well. The amount of theories I've heard, and the amount of things <laughs> that I've come up with, and I, I think well, what's going on, and some of them are plausible, some of them you sit there going, no. no. Well, you, yes. you, I mean, you, you, you said to me, Si, one of the brilliant things you... I mean, again, it's not been confirmed, but one of the things you talked to me about was this idea of um, about uh, Discovery being Section 31, how that... Yeah, uh, not so sure about that these days, but... What did you say that? Know. Sorry, can you repeat that, uh, Jamie? I didn't hear that last bit. Um, well, one of the theories was that, that Discovery could be something to do with Section 31. Ah, sorry, okay. That's the bit I didn't hear, um, Section 31, thank you. Yeah, I mean, so, ba- so basically, did, do, do you want to say sorry or? No, you carry on. Uh, well, basically, one of, one of the theories is is that the reason Discovery wouldn't be mentioned in the future wouldn't be, have been referenced any other time is because it's a secret Section Thirty One ship, so it wouldn't yeah. be any any logs or anything. And the other thing as well, what Simon really cleverly came up with was it would also explain with the spore drive how. Sloan from Section 31 and DS9 managed to always appear without well, being detected. How Section 31 works, they're having yeah. traceable technology. Yeah, so it could Good be point. something along those lines. I you mean, might be again, right. it's, just, it's just theory. Yeah, not, that uh, certainly makes a great deal of sense. I'm not sure of it these days as I was at the start, mm-hmm. but I'm not. I'm still not going to discount it. I still think it's a possibility. Because I mean, like, I don't think it's as strong as it was when it, when the show first started. True. But I mean, this, I've just thought of a couple of things when you mentioned that, where I'm like, that could make sense because, you know, you've got a captain who potentially was disgraced by what happened to him in his previous ship. So, like, it's almost, it has a, it, I've just oh, suddenly realised. Don't, don't go there, Stephen. That's going to even, that's like going to open a can of worms. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. Talking about what you didn't want to happen with Michael Burnham. Um, no, there's other theories about Locus as well. Yes. Also leads to other odd bits that really get <laughs> complicated. So well, you can know. go there if you want. But no, no, I mean, like, I mean, I'm pleased, like, in a way, because you're right. I, I, all the stuff that I have to say that I'm a little bit like, not even miffed. I don't even think it's the right word, but it, it is, as you just said, nitpicky. A lot of the stuff that I have a problem with is just nitpicky because I, I, in general, I am immensely impressed. Like, I, I can't. And I, I was quite cynical. I, I probably was on along the lines of what Jamie was talking about. Like I just thought I was pretty much on my own the last last time I was on. Phil kind yeah. of sat there quietly going, "I'll oh, just listen. Yeah. You both fight." Yeah, yeah. Me and Jamie, and then yeah. well, that was good though because it was almost like a debate show. Whereas now we're just like, "Isn't Star Trek great?" <laughs> I love Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's the but best thing in the world. but uh, there's a couple of things because we, we were talking about Michael, okay, the, the actual the character, right? Are we just a couple of points? Are we all in agreement that like the the actress that plays plays her is like unbelievable? Like 
I, I think she's just like I, I every episode I've watched of um of Burnham is that the the girl, the girl who plays I I don't even pronounce her names like Sonequa or something in it Sonequa Martin. yeah Sonequa really? um, so good like act, I'm just talking like acting yeah. wise like she's just unbelievable but yeah sorry Phil go on finish the thought I was gonna say I um remember I recognise her from Walking Dead ah. Sasha from Walking Dead yeah but it is a completely different character and I always think that my my favourite actor is Alan Rickman because half the things I've seen him him I can't re I can't remember him. Not because I remember the character, but because I don't remember the actor. Does that make any sense? So yes. their acting is so good, you don't realise it's still them. I think that about Gary Oldman. That's why I think yeah. he's my favourite. Yeah, yeah, and I, I agree with what you're saying there, Phil. Um, you know, Alan Rickman, and said with with uh, Sonica Martin Green. In fact, yeah, she plays Sasha in The Walking Dead. And yet you watch this stuff and you don't think Sasha. It's like kind of like um yeah you don't kind of like, Macy, See, kind yeah. of like um, Macy Williams in uh, Game of Thrones. When because I've seen Macy Williams in some other stuff. And when I when I've watched you know a movie she's in or, or another TV show, I don't go oh yeah that's Arya Stark. I actually say oh yeah that's the character she plays because they said. They play it so well. It's funny you say that because if I see Tom Hanks, I see Tom Hanks, and then I see him, Tom Hanks, and then I yeah. see Tom Hanks. It's sort of the same <laughs> character monotone all the way through. Um, but we won't go into that because it's another complete story and debate that we have at Ram's yeah, House. But, but. Um, no, I, I do agree with you. When I when I saw uh, Sonika play play Burnham, I didn't think, oh yeah, that's Sasha from Walking Dead. She is Michael Burnham. I never, I never even thought, I never even noticed. I honestly, I was quite shocked when you said that. I went, "Oh my god!" Like you're so correct. <laughs> and I just was like, exactly I did not it, even exactly know. It. But that's a mark, as you said, Phil. That's a mark. I think that's a mark of a really good actor. Is that like you don't go, "Oh, she's yeah. that person," uh, yeah, you mean, know, I being mean, the same know, person, you know. To scare you a little bit more, um, have you ever watched Band of Brothers? I have. Yes, the. Oh. Um, uh, is that the that's the thing that Tom Hanks produced, wasn't it? The yes. the, the wall thing. Oh, he's the uh, massive uh, blonde haired guy. That is Abraham. Uh, uh, it's been a long time since I've seen that, but yeah, okay. Um, everybody, Abraham, ev- everybody, dead. everybody was on. Uh, it was in Band of Brothers. <laughs> that's what Tom Hanks says. Like every like famous person now, ten years later, like we had cameos on that thing. Um, yep. It was pretty amazing. Um, but, but, but sorry, go on. Sorry, Jamie. Yep. Uh, Alicia also says it's just the mark of a good actor is someone who can do different genres. I mean, don't get me wrong. People like someone like Jim Carrey. He's a great comedy actor, but that's it. He's just a great comedy Jim Carrey. Actor. You always see Jim Carrey in everything. Yeah. Uh, Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. I see Ace Ventura. Um, oh yeah, that's true. But I do think he he has had a couple of serious roles that he's really good in. Um, oh, is he? I, I, yeah. I don't think I've seen. Uh, that. I, I I love I'll, you. I'll, I'll, re- I'll retract my previous statement. <laughs> no, no, I've it's... not seen no serious films. Okay, but uh, if you, uh, I love you, Philip Morris, which is based on a real story, which was him playing a gay, um, uh, a gay um, like murderer who um, ends uh, a report ends up falling in love with him in prison. It's actually based on a real story. It got banned in America because it had a. Uh, it was him and Ewan McGregor, and it's a really good film. Um, so I recommend that. Um, anyway, we could go. I mean, Truman shows. Truman shows sort of has funnyish tendencies, but it's a serious subject matter. Which because I mean, look at it now. Reality shows. You know that was predicting the future. That film, it was ridiculous. But anywho, but I, but so I disagree slightly. But I, I, I agree with your premise though that there are, there are a lot of like Adam Sandler for or something is probably a better yeah, example yeah. where, you know, I, I, I don't even like his comedy films. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not. I mean, 
my feelings on Adam Son, I mean, I think Simon in particular knows how I feel about Adam Son. Yeah. Um, there you go, so that's an example. Yeah. Um, but, um, <laughs> I'm going to keep into things. Oh, Sai <laughs> thinks this, Sai yeah. thinks that, Sai thinks that. What? <laughs> that was so great. As I just went, well, I hate everybody. So, <laughs> so um, but I wanted to ask you. Um, so Simon, because uh, we're still because I because I'm st- I'm stuck on Michael, right? Because I'm I'm curious to know because the the elephant in the room about which I think is a really interesting decision. What do you think about the fact that they're focusing a series on not the captain? It works for what it's meant to be doing. Cause yeah. Celtic's always mirrored the world around it, mm-hmm. so it has to mirror the divided world, and it does it perfectly. Mm-hmm. And this is where it works into the amount of theories that are surround Locus, because if it was around Locus, we'd know exactly what he's up to, mm-hmm. and that's no fun. Yeah. Whereas learning from his, from her perspective, you don't know, mm-hmm. and that's very kind of everyone's going, what's he up to? What's mm-hmm. his game? What's his end game? Who is he? Whereas if it's, we were it's seeing also it would be kind of, oh, I'm I'm this person, I'm doing this thing. Oh, you can see exactly what I'm up to. Yeah, because in a way he's exactly like show that it would be. Yeah, because he's the that's a good, that's that's interesting because I just he's an enigma. Yes, because I was just about to say what the advantage as well of doing it that way, which I don't know whether they meant to do, but with having the the focus of the episode about um about Burnham. Is that once the discovery gets revealed and you see the captain, the stuff that you are not aware of that you probably would be as a captain, you don't know anything about. So you spend the time going, hmm, um, what's he is up he to? Good or bad? Yeah, what, why? You know, and the, he makes a couple of questionable decisions early on, and you're going, hmm, okay. And he wants Burnham to be involved regardless of what she's done, and he's like, I'm all about war. And then he find out what he did to his previous ship. Um, I, yeah, I, I, it's curious. I'm just. I'm intrigued by the fact that it's like the opposite way around to what you expect, and yet it's worked out really well in terms of the. It's piqued my curiosity. Do you see what I mean? It's breadcrumbing. It's yeah. Breadcrumbing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you guys? Uh, what do you think, uh, Phil, about um, focusing not on the captain? I, I think it's interesting in bit that because you're not focusing on on the captain, you have got this dynamic of all the other characters, which. Uh, Star Trek has always, always been about the characters and then how the the main captain deals with the other people on the ship. No, he's totally compared, turned it on its head and made it all about a completely different thing. Plus, it's... How can I put this? It's this whole generation of people that they want to become a rock star. Everyone thinks that they can be a, pop, a, a rock star. Everyone thinks it's so easy now. You can get on your phone and you can have your own YouTube channel and suddenly... Everyone can listen to you. Everyone yes. wants to be that sort of. Mm-hmm. I mean, I shouldn't say too much because what we do, but yeah. the, accessi- you know I mean? the accessibility, the accessibility, yeah, it's the accessibility. So therefore, yeah. having it from the from the ability of what really was back now lower than an ensign, it, it could be about anyone. It's that sort of story about anyone, and that's yeah. what I like. I like that as well. Yeah, uh, Jamie, what are your thoughts on it? Um, well, you know, obviously Discovery is the first Star Trek series that has actually focused, not focused on the captain as the main character. All the other Star Trek series have. And, it, and in a way, it's kind of, with Discovery, it kind of opened my eyes. And I, I always thought to myself, well, you know, why has Star Trek never tried this before? You know, like, you're a captain is the focal point of a ship. But to have it from, as you say, from someone else's perspective, whether it's an ensign or, 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 or I don't know, lieutenant or whatever, it 
opens up a whole unique perspective that we've never gotten from Star Trek before. And, you know, just, you know, Star Trek's been going for 50 years now. You know, we've had, well, classic Star Trek series, we've had, what, 13 films and, and you know, you know, I said Star Trek Online and books and games and all that sort of thing. And yet, you're still, and Discovery's still managing to do something new. Yeah. I said, even just a slight change of perspective, which might not seem like a big deal, but it has a massive impact. Yeah. And as you say, with the whole thing with, I think, um, as, you, as, as, you, as you were saying, so with the whole, with Lorca, it's kind of, well, we already, we're already going to know. But if you're getting it from Michael's perspective, you know, you're not going to be seeing as much of what the captain's up to. So it's kind of, well, actually, what what is this all about? What is he up to? And also as her from a character, she went from being apprehensive about joining his crew to going, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. Which was, which was an interesting, you know, because yeah, she went so, from absolutely not to, okay, I'll yeah. see what's going on. Like, you know, what choice do I have? Kind of, I know, like, it was sort of what choice do I have? But it was like, you could tell when she accepted it that, um, and, and you know, yeah, kind of wanted it. Yeah, yeah, and the, and the other thing as well I love is the fact that she's called Michael. The fact you know because you know yeah. when you think of Michael, you always associate it with a guy, but the fact she's called Michael is another really interesting little thing as well. Which, when I first watched like because you know when they said oh Michael, I thought, oh okay, so the guys are fair. When they said woman, it was kind of like oh that's that's different. You know, even even that very first scene, you've got um, Michael and is it Han, Hon, Han. The, the, the very first scene is these two female characters. Oh, yes. And yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it's given that rise to that strong female leads. It's sort of... Mm. It, it, it's it's nice how it's sort of levelled out. Yeah, and, 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 the, and the fact that, that, that they... You said gender gender pronouns, as you say, because you always felt Michael was a guy, don't you? But the fact that they've kind of just gone, well, no, Michael can be a girl as well. Uh, you know, it's it's just all these little, little things that they've done, whether it's with the name, whether it's with perspective, that just adds a new dimension to Star Trek. You know, mm-hmm. the fact that after 50 years they can still put a, put a twist on things, I think it's is really, really impressive. Mm-hmm. So, like, because we touched on this earlier, and I want to make sure we get back to it, is so what, um, I guess we'll go to Phil first, because he brought it up at first, is that what's your sort of, um, what, were your, what was your apprehension about Tilly uh, when she first, like, came into the picture? Uh, I thought she was just going to be this annoying character, and I, and I initially <laughs> thought it was they've, they've tried. The, 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 okay, if, I get, if I'm if I'm going to be brutally honest, I, I think I'm, you're reading my mind. But go on. <laughs> I, I thought for a very very brief second that they were going to do the new Star Trek like a High School Musical. <laughs> there was going to be I wouldn't go that the far, annoying, okay. horrible, yeah. blonde character that's ditzy and dumb and stupid. And then you're going to get the bullies, and then you're going to get the mean girls, and and I thought, no, please don't. <laughs> I I I actually think to 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 tell you what my reference was going to be, and I might annoy somebody by saying, or get pissed somebody off, but I don't care. Is um, this is just my opinion. I thought she was going to be the resident nerd, and what I mean is that like yes, yeah. I actually looked at it and went, she is almost like Penny in the Big Bang Theory. In that, like, she's surrounded by a bunch of more intelligent people, and she's just going to go around being dumb. Um, and I, I, that's one of the reasons I don't like Big Bang Theory because it stereotypes everybody, and they, they're forced to be what the stereotype is. And I don't think it reinforces that just everyone should be embrace like what they like and love, and regardless, it's it's not about intelligence; when it's about you, how you yeah. deal with things. Like, um, when you when you when you had that whole "I want to be a, a, a captain" and all this rubbish, I'm sitting there thinking. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why? <laughs> and all, yeah. Tilly kind of fulfills kind of the idea of a model officer, someone who's fresh out of the academy. She's young. She's eager to please. And I think that I mean, Star Trek's done that before. I mean, they, yeah. they tried to kind of do that with Harry Kim. I mean, that unfortunately, well, we know how that kind of turned out. Um, but I think with Tilly, I think they've actually done a better job. I think, I think, yeah, she, she's it's more simpler know, than that, Jeremy. Gone. She's meant to be um, the audience perspective. Yes. She's meant to be us. Yes. Uh, the, yeah, that's true. Actually, I didn't I think that's who like that. she's meant to be. Um, yeah. If you actually read the press thing, they said um, one of the writers said she's supposed to be the soul of the show, which I get. Um, mm. I, I guess. I mean, yeah, yeah. Sorry, they're going to have a scene where she almost dies, and everyone's going to have to hate themselves <laughs> for not liking her. Well, that's the thing as well. I mean, what, so, so what's, what's, what, what you said, Sire, about it said from the audience's perspective, it, actually, it will happen. It's going to happen, Stephen. It's put a happen. red, put a red shirt. Mark sh- my words. I, I'm marking this space now. Put a, put a red shirt on. It's happening again. Don't go away, no. mission. Don't go away, mission. Stephen, you end up with a message from Phil going, "See, I told you, I told you, I told you it happened." <laughs> No, but I think like I'm um. A prophet now. <laughs> Look at my house. He's an it. Phil's a Phil's an insider. Phil's an insider for CBS, man. That's what it is. Before this podcast started, Phil was on the Phil was on the phone to Brian Fuller. He was like, "What's going on? What's going on? What's going on?" He's putting bed now. But no, I um I just want to go back to because Phil made a passing comment of this. When he first brought up Tilly and said, I do think though, when they first introduced her, honestly, I'm so on board with Phil. I, my first thought was, I went, oh God, <laughs> like it was all going so well. And then they did this to fuck us over. And then, um, I've slowly learned to like her. Um, because I think the problem was they wanted her to be di- uh, uh, the best description for her is ditzy. She comes across as ditzy when you first get to meet her mm. and a bit born idle and a bit like, Cadetti. Like, Hi, Rumi. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, and you're like, oh, oh I, yeah. It's <laughs> like so, which is fine because you do meet people in any walk of life who are like un- unofficial and like not like professional and a bit like awkward. I'm, un- I'm, o- I'm, I'm on board all of that because I, I can be like that, you know. I'm as much as I'm. Yeah, I mean, I you know, the thing is as well. I think for Tilly, I think she's. I think what, what's important about the fact that she's the first person who kind of connected with Michael everyone else was kind of very wary of her or didn't or you know didn't want to yeah, exactly her, whereas, she didn't care or didn't realise yeah, or whereas Tilly Tilly I mean yeah okay she didn't know at first but once she did she never acted differently around her mm-hmm. yeah I just true, true, true. I just hope they don't go, don't go down the road of because this is this was my problem with Big Bang Theory I just thought because it, it sort of hints at it but I'm pleased to see that their sort of relationship is developed or like friendship like friendship is because it, I thought they were going to go down the road of, and maybe I think Phil was hinting at this that a bit like everyone was just going to pity her, but like they've mm-hmm. they've done a, they've done enough scenes of her doing her job, and actually she's good, and she has some talent, and like when they did the whole run, and even though it was still sort of a bit like you know taking the mick out of her, but it was still like what friends were like as opposed to just going she's completely useless and she shouldn't really be here. Um, so I'm glad that they've kind of like you know. It, it sort of as I got to watch it, I'm going okay. So not just kind of just she's not going to be the go-to like easy joke person that you get sometimes yeah. in series. Um, I'm pleased to see that that they actually did try to integrate her and she wasn't just going to be the like 
Michael's going to go to our room and she's just going to be sitting there going, well, let's talk about funny things. <laughs> um, and I'm yeah, like... They, they've actually developed a character yeah. as someone who's part of the crew, not just as you say, just, you know, kind of yeah, that ditzy, you know, silly cadet or whatever. Yeah. But there is still uh, that behind I, it, which then makes you laugh and it makes the character endurable. Yeah. What, what, what they've done is, they, what they've done is they've, they've used that stereotype, but they, they, they've not, that's not all she is. Mm-hmm. They've actually, you know, there is more to her. As you say, she does have. She is good at her job. She's not just, you know, what, what you first kind of maybe judge her as when you first see her. No, no, totally. Yeah, no, agree, agree. Um, I wanted to because I I think we discussed this with Simon last time he was on. Because there's another thing. I'm just going through my notes. We pretty much covered everything I wanted to talk about. Obviously, we can go into. Uh, I've I realised how long we've been talking, so we'll wrap this up I've got, soon. I've got one segue that I want to do. But carry on. Carry yeah, on. yeah, <laughs> sure. But um, well, I'll just say the last bit on my notes, and then we, yeah, feel free to segue. Um. But I just wanted to make sure I get everything in because I'm intrigued to know in particular what Simon thinks of this because I'm sure we talked about it, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, what did you think? Because this is the thing that I found. Actually, I'll not even say what my opinion is um, first, but I'll ask Simon. What did you think of the title sequence and the theme music? It's on par with every other um, every other um, show these days around it's yeah like, i i don't mind it i quite enjoy it it's like it's it's not meant to be showy me and jamie have spoken about this and again if you compare it with game of thrones it's very similar it's very kind of similar sort of thing to it kind of not all showy and things it's just kind of okay we'll do a bit of it and get on with the show instead of we'll tend yeah, I, I I get what you're saying, but well, actually, let's ask, ask what do you think? Let's go around the room. What, what do you think, Jamie? Um, well, for me, I mean, visually, I like it. I mean, again, I know the theme tune is simple, but for me, I, I mean, I can't explain why, but for me, it just it doesn't stand out, but maybe that's the point. Maybe it's just not meant to. Yeah, that's what Simon um, was saying, yeah. Um, but for me, it's, it's okay. I don't mind it, but but it has the notes from the original theme tune, so you can't really say, "Oh, it's not Star Trek." <laughs> it is. It's got the, the original series theme tune hidden in there. So yeah, true. I wasn't gonna. I, I wasn't gonna say it wasn't Star Trek. It's got. It's got the ship in it. It's got. <laughs> well, it teetered around the edge. He was on the fence uh, about Star Trek. Well, I, I don't mind it, but to me, it's nothing special. That, that's kind of my summing up. Of yeah, the yeah, yeah. And again, I'm not trying to nitpick, and then we'll get Phil's view, but. All, all I would say, like, I, I know what you're saying, Simon, about that they do have... I like that they threw in the, the, the original theme music. That I, I was happy about that. And I get your point. Like, you might be right. That's what they were going with, with that we just want to play the theme music and pass on because, like, Netflix, who make it, you can skip the intro if you want when you're watching it, which is what I do for a lot of shows anyway. But my point is, just as a Star Trek fan, and again, I know I'm nitpicking, and it's just personal reference, I really wish they went back to the orche- orchestral stuff um, that's just my view. That like, because uh, you know, you 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 think of the Maya that is the Enterprise theme music, and you go, oh, I just I wish they went back to, you know, the Emmy nominated like really nice title sequence. I mean, I like the I like you the art stuff, it, but again, it goes back to the whole thing. You couldn't do it in this day and age. Yeah, the amount the amount of time that they give for um, theme tunes and things like that, you wouldn't be able to do it. So if you Bear in mind how long amount. No, how long do you reckon? Do you, oh, let's see if I can find that. How long the Next Generation theme tune was? It was about a minute, minute and a half. 
It was quite long. It was longer than... I would probably say two minutes because of the credits. Because the thing is, the credits don't roll in until about maybe 40 seconds, so... So, you probably, yeah, you probably, you probably, well, probably has two minutes. Two minutes, I'd say, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's my, it's my guess, but, um, I, I see your point, because what would you say Discoveries was? Maybe 40 seconds? Um, Not long. Well, I can say Next Gen was one minute <clears throat> 42, roughly. Okay. So, yeah, so about two minutes. Yeah, fair enough. And yes. I think Discoveries about 40. Yeah. Yeah, so that, you wouldn't my, be able might, to do much with it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. To be fair, yeah, it's a bit like I don't know if you guys ever saw they they do this in series. So I get what Simon's saying. He's he's makes a good point because did you guys ever watch Eureka, the the sci-fi channel show? It was it had um, Colin Ferguson. Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, it was a, a town called Eureka. It was called over here for some bizarre reason. But um, oh, um, yeah, uh, a, a sheriff, isn't it? My yes, dad, my dad loves watching. Oh, that, it's yeah. a great show. It was on like for six seasons or something. Um, yeah, and it's it's it had a bunch of good people in it. But anyway, they had a really long title sequence. Um, it was all of it was like and I, and I the theme tune is quite memorable, and it goes through like the town and it's all like a guy. Like a, a a lawnmower that's actually like a machine doing the lawn on its own because it's all about like technological advances because it's a sh- it's basically about a town where it's a, it has an underground science facility and it's like all the top notch government stuff for the US and only certain people know it exists so like Era Fifty One but for for like scientists um so it has like this long title sequence and then about like on season three because they realised they were wasting time they like ho- they like quartered it. Like there was, it was like one fourth of how long it was originally, because they just suddenly realised like we're missing like a minute and a half worth of stuff, um, because of how long it was. So, so you, I imagine it might be like Simon says, it's probably to do with the times that they just want to go. Here's the people you need to know who are in it, and let's get back to the let's get back to the show. Yeah. And um, there's nothing to say that they could change it in the next season. I don't know. I just I, again, this is as I said. I, I'm not saying this is like, oh my god, I can't believe they did that. Um, I understand your point. I just that this is personal preference. I would have liked to. Um, yeah, I mean, I for like me, it said it just for me, it just doesn't. I just doesn't Surely, having no reaction to it's better than having a negative reaction. Correct. You'd rather ha- rather you'd rather have a positive reaction to it, mm-hmm. but surely negative. Um, that's better than the negative at yeah. all. But I would just say it uh, like uh, it's just a, like a despondent reaction, or or as it's just a bit of a shame that like you know I think Jamie's reaction kind of makes sense because I found I found myself going like I just found myself like you just go eh, and then move on. Whereas I'm just saying for how good Star Trek theme musics are, like that but, shouldn't be your reaction if you see but what I mean. They but, were, but they are of their time though. Yeah. Yeah. This 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 isn't. Like Again, 90s. You, I'm just thinking can't... of a, I'm just thinking of a fan, but I'm just thinking of it as a fanboy. As I said, I'm not. Uh, uh, you just got to remember as a television executive going, hmm, okay, what can we do for this? What's cheap? What can we do? I think How you're right as well. I think they looked at, at, at the end of the day. The stuff, yeah. thing Tune is signed cock and live with. It's not a huge thing for me. It's like yeah, as you say, it's, it's, it's nitpicking basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, and the thing is, it's what you said right at the beginning, Steve. Most of the time, you'll just skip it. Yeah. So most yeah. people won't even so, hear yeah, it or I mean, see yeah, it. Well, it, 
I watched it the first time because I thought, like, the actual art stuff, you know, with all the different ships and a little bit of, like, scientific stuff with, like, a brain and stuff like that. I, I, I like the, you know, the... Oh, yeah, I think that part of it's great. I yeah. Think, I think visually it's great. I really yeah. do like that part. So I watched that, like, a couple of times, but then once you watch it, you go, when it has the skippable intro on Netflix, I just go, okay, let's get on with it. <laughs> so in a sense, it's gave I'm me a reason not to care about it, yeah. So. I'm almost sure that they change one aspect of it giving you a hint as to what's going to go on in the episode because mm-hmm. there's the bit where they're holding their hands there's the bit where you've got the communicator there's the bit where you've got the, the ship going in between mm-hmm. and there's always something different because mm-hmm. also as well like am I right in saying correct me correct me guys if I'm wrong but also like well there's a couple of things that they, they don't ever that do you think they're ever going to do I'm assuming they're not, because again, it's like Simon says, it's part of the time. They're not going to do previously on <laughs> Star Trek Discovery. You know, I remember like... Uh, they do. Uh, they, uh, there's a recap. Oh, is there? Is there? Oh, next week one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah there's a, you can actually do a recap part on Netflix, but again, you can skip it. All right. You, so you can skip the whole first uh, two and a half minutes. Right, okay. Maybe I did skip that without reason. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, one of the other things I've... Um, uh, one of the things I loved about Discovery, I mean, it's got off point but um was when they did um episode seven harry mudd and time travel yes um i'm not a big fan of harry mudd from the original series i think actually this this harry mudd i actually prefer um because he's roguish but he's got a darker side to him and when you kind of combine harry mudd and time travel which i'm not mm-hmm. a massive fan of it sounds like a recipe for disaster but yeah, I yeah. Thought that episode was fantastic i mean mm-hmm. you know because star trek they did a time loop before with cause and effect and that episode just I mean, great spy, I think both me and you, doesn't it, start that episode? Um, it's not one we're particularly fond of, but the way they did uh, this one in Discovery, they edited it in such a way where it wasn't so repetitive. Mm-hmm. And I think yes. they did a fantastic job with that. Good point, yeah. Um, I, was, I also thought of, um, it, was a, it was remarkably different, the episode I thought of was Timescape, um, for Next Generation episode, where um, the ships explode and, and it reverses. You know, when when ta- when they keep getting caught in like sort of temporal, um, temporal holes, like the bit where the they're in the only time you see the back of a runabout. Yes, exactly. And it's yeah. Action. Yes, <laughs> I know. Yeah, which is uh, um, and I like that episode. But yeah, as you, I, I, you know, I, I'm totally in agreement with you, Jamie, because uh, any time they've ever done that, and it's been like a um, what's the the Voyager one with seven as well? Um, relativity. Relativity, yeah. Um, where that's just, it's all like, back to the beginning, back to the beginning. Um, that's where... a, that's a, uh, oh no. No, there's one called Shattered, that is effectively a um, Star Trek Voyager clip show. Yes, correct. Pretty much. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, the point is that we were getting at is, we've <laughs> we've done it, We they've done it several times, but I really liked that they took advantage of that because they knew there was like, they said, oh, there's a 30 minute window that actually it led to character development. It wasn't just a mm. thing of where, oh, we're just yeah. going to, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think you, that's that's exactly why I liked it. So we're in agreement there. Um, what did you think, Phil? Um, I was, was going to say, I'm, I'm almost certain that there's a there's a difference in each one. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm at that point where I realise all oh, the, the cinematics are slightly different. Yeah. I, I just enjoyed it for what it was. I, I'm, I'm at that point where this is the first proper Star Trek series I'm watching live or watching yeah, really, as really it's happening close to it yeah. going out yeah yeah to me i was always going to love it i think that was always going to happen yeah well i'm actually ple- i i i i've went i actually think to summarize i've went like i'm shocked at how 
um in a good way because i guess that you always sort of be apprehensive about these kind of things if you really like star trek or anything that you're into and you kind of go oh is it going to be good i was like that when red, red dwarf came back because red dwarf's another one where i'm like it means so much to me um but like yeah you, you, yeah at the end of the day like we touched on when we had last had you guys on you kind of still you, you still want something that you get like you like so the fact that they were making one you're like oh well hope it's good i'm actually like willing to say that i'm like unbelievably impressed and i'm like I, I I'm actually like looking forward to seeing it, which is which is the best I could have expected. Um, so yeah, that's yeah, that's I mean, the thing. Since yeah. last October, it's quite something for you both to go. Okay, I got it wrong. Love it to bits. From oh what, yeah. What we're saying last year, where you're both kind of in the past, stupid. Well, <laughs> you're quite right and i, I i'm i'm more than, I, I i think i even said this on that podcast and i was like i'm more i think even phil said it as well like yeah. i was more than willing to be wrong and i actually ended i think my thoughts if i remember it correctly where i said you know i hope i'm wrong and i hope i end up really liking it um yeah yeah I and, uh, have. but um yeah. but but to but jamie uh, i want to touch on because jamie said it i think the apprehension was I don't think they did a great job of selling like what it was about. Um, I don't mean that in a negative sense. I just mean because obviously you can't reta- you can't reveal everything. But if you just reveal the sort of premise and where where it was set and everything like that, it does lead one to kind of go, mm, really like this time period, and also it's like done differently. And as Jamie said, it was going to be a risk. Um, but luckily, it's a risk that seems to have rem- rem- like really really well paid off. Yeah, um, definitely because i'm shocked at how good it is like and again i was really really concerned like that my my thought, final thoughts on it was and uh you touched on it with the pilot i watched the pilot going because i saw all the teaser trailers, trailers and i'm like oh it's like because star wars i think it's a little too fast paced when i see like the films i'm going it's like endlessly like just keep going and space and moving and stuff but with That's it being a, make, I lost hope. yeah okay. but then when the fact that it's a series and they can take their time. Um, and I watched the pilot going, great, they're actually having interaction. And the captain and the first officer are talking to each other. And there's loads of character development. So it feels like Star Trek. Um, I was so impressed because when the action happened, it was like, okay, I can. the action suits the dialogue. It's not like the other way around. So um, I, I'm like immensely impressed. So I'm intrigued to know where it goes. And as I said, I've not seen the, the latest one. So I'm excited to see it. Um, yeah, I mean, my my kind of apprehension of it is being completely unfair. And I think Discovery is amazing. I think it's done. It's, it's completely exceeded my expectations. Yeah, and and well, the uniforms are amazing as well. So yeah, I like uni- <laughs> yeah. Actually, that was funny when we were talking. I, I realised we hadn't talked about that. I do think the uniforms are fun. What do you, what do you guys think, Simon? Do you like the uniforms? Yeah, I like it all. That's mm-hmm. why I, I love the equipment. Love love it all. There's nothing. There's not really much I don't like. There's only minor things that you sit there going are you sure that was a good idea <laughs> but you've then got to think that with Discovery you've then got to bring together the Kelvin timeline and the Prime Universe fans mm-hmm. together in some form or fashion yeah. where they'll go yeah I like that oh I like that I think the best way of summarising it is they, they did a Star Trek show that's different but not too different that it's not star yeah, trek and they and yeah. they've tried to cater to all fans yeah. uh, all kind of and I, I mean i don't i can't speak for everyone but me personally i think they've done a really good job of that yeah most definitely um yes 
so I guess like um so is there anything that you feel that is there anything you guys want to bring up that I haven't because I finished what I said I was going to say other than like just um continue more you hope obviously obviously we should say if anyone's not read this that um they've renewed for a second season this month uh for season two which is awesome um oh actually that's what I was going to bring up you guys read because I did obviously as I touched on earlier I did some research before we started this but um i never got a chance to read like because i know simon said in the build-up to this when we emailed each other that um that there was some negative negative comments like what were people saying negative that have you read any because i haven't um pretty much why should i pay for it there's a there's a diagram going about online which i'll dig out is this about what they thought about the series, or just generally whatever because like i say i've i've Uh, everything i read was pretty much really positive um, um there, obviously there was things about obviously the swearing i think there was there was a big big yeah. some people were kind of oh yeah was there a lot i only remember like a couple of times uh, this war, yeah, but... yeah not a lot lot it's, yeah. it's, again it's in the minority that there was someone there was someone it's um, not like it's gordon ramsay or something no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. and i think there was one i read somewhere where oh it's um it's just being it's just it's trying to tick all the diversity boxes so yeah. you know you have you have a yeah you know you have all these different nationalities in it and you have a woman in the captain's chair and all that sort of thing and so the, I, I remember reading a couple of posts yeah, in the admiral's chair well. hmm? in the admiral's chair yeah so there was there was kind of uh, there was a bit again this is, this is like the minority but those are a couple of negative things I I read about just like from you know, posts I've seen from yeah I imagine as well as because they, they, it would take some getting used to some hardcore fans about, like we were touching on earlier, that the first few episodes are very much like back to back to back to back to back. That, um, that you know, uh, what's this you sent me? So you just linked to something. Uh, it's the graphic that's about, which is all their complaints in one nice <laughs> debate. Let me have a look then. I'm intrigued. Uh, what were you saying about the pay thing, you know, about the CBS access, that American? They don't want to pay for it. Why should we pay for Star Trek on another streaming service? And you sit <laughs> going, you've been paying for Star Trek for years and DVDs and this thing and that right. thing. That's really well, great. Any different? Can I read, uh, where's this from? Just because I don't want to, I want to make sure just, that. Just do a search on the internet and you'll be able to find it right. easily. I just, I just said just for people to, to see this. Okay, but I'll, I'll read this out because this is hilarious. Um, so that it's it's. Oh, I Star- didn't. We didn't make this. It's going going yes. on the rounds. I don't know. Yeah, Star- yeah, yeah. Don't know any of that. Yeah, that's why I was asking you. Do you know where this like you know originated from? But that's fine. We don't need a to know. A very clever tricky. Yeah, I but imagine. it's hilarious. But anyway, okay. So I'll read this out because it's great. <laughs> so it says a Star Trek Star Trek Discovery discussion bingo, and it has all the reasons that uh, people would say why they wouldn't like it. Basically, Orville is better. The meme about how Trek has spend on merch. Section thirty one. It's a re- oh, it's a reboot, and I love when people say that it's a reboot, so they're not going to like it. Trekyard says, "Sorry, go on. Yeah, sorry, that's what I've gone." Uh, Trekyard says, which I'm assuming, <laughs> uh, "I've been a f- I've been a fan since dot dot dot." This violates canon. <laughs> they should be. Uh, then don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I hate that. I hate that argument. Oh, it's not in the canon or the ruin and the thing. Oh, whatever. Just like, just, just like if whatever it is, okay. Um, it's like the the books, like because they're not official canons, like, but still, they're they're real to you, so it doesn't mean you shouldn't read it. Like, I don't yeah, get I mean, that. Yeah, I said I consider some of the books canon anyway. Not yeah, not exactly. Yeah, it's all subjective anyway. So, hmm. uh, they should be dressed like Captain Pike. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, it's PC for PC's sake. I already get why that's a problem, but I, I refuse to watch it. He has my review of the last episode. <laughs> They're forcing the gay on us. <laughs> <laughs> it's obvious now why CBS sued Anaxar. Axanar. Axanar, yeah. Which uh, I had the guy, I had Alec Peters on actually uh, on this podcast. Uh, I refuse to pay for this. <laughs> um, this portrays the philosophy of Star Trek. This should be after Voyager. Ah, that was the one thing I was um um. Don't know whether Jamie agrees with this, but this was one of that was one of my hopes was that it would be after Voyager. But yeah, but now that I've yeah, seen it, that's that's, that's I think that's the greatest uh, compliment. And what have we learned from it? <laughs> don't go in with perceptions. Is that kind of thing I, said at the time? If you're a proper geek, you should be ambivalent about things. <laughs> you should be, you should be like it's all going to be crap until something tells me otherwise. Um, but uh, the person disagreeing with is a bigot. <laughs> this is really funny. Lens flare. I don't know what that means. All right. Yeah. Okay. Fidget spinner. I don't know what that is. spinner. Um, Discovery spore drive looks like a spidget spinner. Inventive, uh, okay. isn't it? Yes. Unbelievably brilliant. Um, these are Klingons. <laughs> okay. Subtitles, which is what we talked about. Uh, Michael Burnham is a Mary Sue character. <laughs> STD, ha ha ha, get it? <laughs> maybe the entire maybe the entire series is the Mirror Universe. Interesting. Registry numbers. Uh, and Lorca is quite a shitty captain. Hmm. Yeah, that's funny. I read all them and go, I disagree with most of them. So there you go. Um, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> So can anyone there's come up much, with... There's not much of an argument, let's be honest. Yeah, if I could be devil's advocate as we wrap this up, anything that you're unsure about, I haven't watched it. I know Simon says he likes all of it, so... Um, Phil, is anything you're kind of like, eh, uh, the, uh, something they could... Well, you said the ship, didn't you? That was something you were like, eh. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So if we... if we, I kind of agree. I, I remember that was something in the trailer that I went, I really don't like the look of the ship. But um, it's winning me over ever so slight, ever so sh- um, slowly. Uh, yeah. What about you, Jamie? Is there anything you could think? If I, I know I'm making you nitpick, but uh, again, the only thing I maybe say is probably the theme tune, but that, that's really it. If I'm yeah. honest, there's nothing really. And again, like I said, I can live with the theme tune, so not really. But beyond that, no. there's nothing there that's kind of I've kind of gone. Oh, that doesn't quite work for me. I mean, we I mean, have obviously the... with the whole with the whole canon thing. It's still open to kind of be not quite sure what it's going to be yet. So, well, the producers say they've got an answer for everything. <laughs> Good, well, they most that. probably have. Good. Well, that makes well that makes me feel better. Then that's even better. Well, so. I think the advantage of as well because I think they said this at the time is the fact that like Star Trek hasn't been on TV for a while is that they had the opportunity to kind of think about where they were going. Um, so they fought like quite far in advance as opposed to the problem with we've t- touched on this right at the beginning of the podcast is next gen they were like writing episodes and doing them you know not really knowing where it was going um, whereas now they've had the, the time scale to go okay we figured out where this is going so I mean not like completely but I'm assuming they've got some idea how it's going to end um, and the other thing as well with Discovery is the fact that it was delayed well, at least once or yes, twice and I think, good point, yeah. I think that's a and I think that's a good thing because obviously they come to a point where they thought, well, actually, we need more time to work on this. And they've taken their time and they've not rushed. Yeah. 
which I think is another really good thing as well. Yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more. Um, Phil, so to to wrap things up, um, you said you had a segue you wanted to talk about. Do you remember what well, you were I was? Gonna... Um, it was only uh, adding on to what we were talking about series and the way that series are going at the moment and how they have to have gore, they have to have lady parts, they have to have all these other <laughs> little things. <laughs> I, I haven't met that. You said we didn't want to use Wait, boobs. Oh no, that's hang a on. Word. I haven't met that character. See what I did. See what. See what. See what I did there. See what I did. Um, I think the reason why it most. The reason why most. This is serious. Right? This is serious stuff. This is very very clever. Yeah. Sorry. Um, let let me. Let. I've never heard you say that before. I know. That's yeah. Guys. Well, guys. Well, hang on a minute. Let me make you serious point. Come on. Yes, it's serious. Um, yes, it's in this world. In this world, we have to be so politically correct. Yes or no. Correct, yeah. At the moment, right. However, on TV series, they can do what they want. Because uh-huh. it's make-believe, it's this, it's that, yeah. everything else. To a certain extent, they can get away with it. Therefore, because we can't get away with things that are so PC in the current world, what we then see on TV is almost a release of what we want to be saying to each other. Yeah. Which is why it's so... It's got to a point where it's almost, over-violent, it's yeah. over-this, it's over-that. Almost like a comedian who says something on the edge because something that you would like to say but you can't like in certain situations yeah i i think you're right on that point yeah what i love is the fact that star trek hasn't had to bow down to that yeah to a certain extent yeah they've kept it interesting and kept it the way they want and that's why i'm going to keep on watching yeah and i don't think necessarily i think that's a little bit of a of a twisted logic about like we talked touched on this earlier that like if they do have like nudity or a sex scene in it or something, and I know they've already delved into the swearing, that it somehow like makes like they sort of like that they've caved. I guess that's what you were getting at is that are people looking at it as that Star Trek's caved in and being like any other show? Because yeah. I I think what we've just touched on, I still think like in my opinion, I said this earlier. The character development, they do character development better than any other show as far as I'm concerned. Like, just in terms of that they they establish a character, but there's enough mystery about them. Because um, they could have went down the line of, like, the other show I talked about on Netflix, the whatever it was called, the... the Expanse. Expanse, thank you. Um, the, it was almost like the Game of Thrones whenever they introduced characters that they're so mysterious. you got to keep watching every week to find out what happens. Whereas... This happens to a certain extent, but it is still Star Trek in that the crew, are, you're sort of slowly learning who the crew are, um, and then you can work around all the, the stuff that's been hinted at. Um, I much prefer that than than what a lot of series do now, which is very much like, you know, we introduce this person, I know nothing. Because if you think about like The Walking Dead, for example, it's like they meet a survivor, and so you don't know what he is, who he's done, what what's up to. Um, so yeah, um, I, I much prefer it the way that they do it. So, um, yeah, I, I again like I, I think Simon summed it up perfectly, and I hope people listened to when I said earlier to listen to our apprehensive podcast if you hadn't heard it before, the one in October we did where it got announced that the, uh, did it get announced around about that time? Um, it was around about that time. Yeah, I think it might have done. Yeah, or got delayed or something. And uh, anyway, we we were on talking about that then. Me and Phil in particular, and Simon was sort of like Fennick going, it's going to be good, and he turned out to be right. Um, was the... You and Jamie. Yeah. Was it me and Jamie? Sorry, I thought Phil yeah, was that yeah. Oh, Phil sorry. just sat there quietly going, I'm not kidding you. Oh, sorry, I okay. I know nothing. Phil was, Phil was on the fence, I think, keeping an open mind, so... Yeah. 
But I think, to, uh, am I wrong in thinking maybe I'm miss like maybe I'm not remembering it properly? But were you a little bit apprehensive, Phil, about like the setting and or anything? Or am I completely wrong in that? Uh, no, the, set, the setting worked for me. It oh, made okay. sense doing it in that time zone, but I was interested to know what they were going to do with it, and I was worried about what they were going to do with it and where right. it would follow through. So slightly different apprehension. Okay, so yeah. cool. Um, yeah. So anyway, to wrap this up, like I always do. I mean, have I? Is there anything that you guys want to touch on before we do that? Um, no. If, if, um, no. Very happy. I think we covered yeah. it quite a lot. Yeah, I thought this was been a this has been a really good success. Like, I thought we had a lot of good debate and we kind of touched on it all. Like, I didn't want to go down the route of like going right. So, episode two, what did you think about when such and such? Did? No, it's like I think it's been general enough that people have enjoyed, even if they haven't seen it. And hopefully, we've done enough to persuade them to go and have a to watch it if they haven't already. And we haven't um, spoiled anything. Yes, pretty much. pretty much. Yeah. So, um, uh, so anyway, so so, <laughs> so what happens is. <laughs> <laughs> Great, listen, listen, I'll just go. Right, so spoilers. Such and such kills. <laughs> no, I'm not that. I'm not that cruel. Um, but anyway, so what I thought was fun because this has all been about Star Trek Discovery, and because we've had, um, I mean, I'll probably say this in the introduction because you know, you guys know I do a pre-recorded introduction. Um, is to say these guys have been on before. Um, so if you listen to like whenever they were first on, which was uh, quite a while ago, um, it's more about you know their podcast and how they started and stuff. But I wanted to just ask because I haven't spoke to you for a year, how's the podcast been going uh, in general? In, in, fa- in fairness, it's it's one of those things where we're just enjoying it as as it is. Yeah, we're coming up with some really good ideas, uh, Simon has um, always come up with lots and lots of good ideas. And we've me and Jamie have kind of sort of jumped on the bandwagon. We're hoping to have a situation where Simon takes a little bit of a step back uh, and then the some of the ideas are flowing more from Jamie and then for me. So we have a, like a rotation of who's yeah. kind of not running the podcast but making a lot of the production things mechanics work in the background which can be quite makes stressful sense. yeah 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 makes sense. so it's quite nice that we're kind of um giving simon a break a little bit so it should be interesting given that <laughs> the way the podcast is at the moment is uh, has, has a certain production to it and a certain quality <laughs> to it which is from simon but you will now see that the podcast will change between jamie doing it for three months and then me doing it for three months so it's going to be yeah. a, an interesting dynamic i that's a, that's quite interesting because it's really different to how i do my mine in the that's one of the reasons I decided to have guests on all the time is because, um, or at least have someone to do it with, is because um, I, I find that that must be quite stressful because um, sort of sitting down and, and coming up with like a subject matter to do the whole show in. So it'd be interesting <laughs> to see because like because you because you, you um, one of the things I think it works for you as a three you use you, you know just from a, an observant point of view and haven't known you for quite a while. Um, these all have like slightly different personalities, so I think that's kind of why it works. Um, you know, because like, um, uh, so maybe it'd be interesting to see like how someone else would do it. Um, you know, I think that's kind of what Phil was saying. But because I've uh, done it suddenly for yeah. probably about two and a half years, yeah, we're at pretty much a break, mm-hmm. and I've got it down to T now. Mm-hmm. But I need to kind of, like Phil says, step back for a bit. Because the thing is, the thing that they've both enjoyed is having time, time that I haven't had the chance to have 
uh-huh. chance to do what I need to do. Yes. Mm. And it means that they'll be able to see what I've been up to and sit there and go, God, so how the hell have you been doing this for two and a half years without a break? I, you know, I, I commend <laughs> you. Because, you know, so I'll put a bit of perspective on it, a bit of behind the scenes for you. I've been working on my, like, for six months of the schedule for the last, oh, Jamie, how long would you say? What, four months? Three about months? Four, yeah, about four or five months, yeah. Four months, trying to finalise six months of our schedule, trying to work out what we're doing next year mm-hmm. so it all works out. Yeah. Trying to work out what we're going to do with you when you come on next year. Trying to work out, like, in heavens, trying to work out what's happening when I go away on holiday next year for yeah. a couple of weeks. Yeah. So it's like... Oh man, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I don't do as many as I used to is because of that. That's that. It's so. I I don't think people realise how. Um, and I I, I say yeah, I say this is I I always uh, premise this by saying, like preface this by saying, um, you know, I we put ourselves in this position, so it's not me. It doesn't mean to sound like a a moan because we should just stop doing it if we don't like it. But it just it is a, a, a fact that like. You know, if you if have you the do, love for it, but yeah, it's the effort that goes behind it. It's like if you you would love to reach a point where you're successful enough, where you get people to do certain aspects of, of running a podcast. Because the successful ones, I say this all the time. The success, the, I mean, when I say success, I mean the ones who, you know, make enough money to hire other people. Is that the you know they have a producer and a recorder and a and a uploader and a website um a website creator and like a website uploader and a and a social media person and like you know we do that all by ourselves um you know so that's like incredibly time consuming and from my point of view i also now do a, a podcast which is now also a radio show as well um which is all about mental health so that's got bigger. So, like, I, I, to reiterate Simon's point, I, that's why I, I I have empathy for him. Is um, I I made I said I love doing that show and I I enjoy it more, which is maybe why the, the guys can reaffirm this because I know that I don't have to plan it because other another person books it and they just say these are who are coming on and I prepare for it that way. Whereas this is a lot more time consuming because I've got to like plan who comes on what time they come on when they come on and also you've got to fit their schedule and yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. god it's so like is it, yeah, would you agree that oddly enough the simplest things are actually the hardest uh, 100% yeah because um, you would sit there and go you know commentary you know that would be pretty easy to sit down and talk about it talking for 45 minutes is something you may not have seen like we, yeah. say, we did both episodes of the pilot of discovery Without seeing it, yeah, that wasn't easy, but somehow we managed to do it. But yeah, yeah. that is there one of the hardest episodes to plan for because you don't you don't know what you have to find things to pick up on. Hmm. I mean, I, I, you have the advantage of if you're crazy like I am, it certainly helps. Um, <laughs> but also, um, I guess like I pride on it being a profession for me. So like, um, my voice is like what makes me money. And I mean that like quite sincerely. I don't mean making money as in that's the only reason I do it. But I'm just saying like it's a it's a talent. And I think like you're saying about you say it's hard to do. It's one of the reasons why I get frustrated when people just assume they can start doing it because it is actually a skill to be able to kind of talk and also be interesting and actually keep the conversation it takes going. It's an awful lot of planning. Yes. The episodes that we do. An yeah, yeah. Awful lot of planning. Cause yeah, and you see, you have a work that hmm. I put into them to try and work out how it's going to work. You have to pretty much. Hmm. Interesting. Um, like 
speculate how the episode's going to go so you know how much length you're going to get out of it. Then work out what episode type it's going to be, if it needs something else, and then we do an annual quiz every year. So you have to work out if yeah, yeah. you can put quiz in it, or if you can't, where can you fit into it? Because we have, you know, and every year we have to have, what is it, I think about eight episodes where we have to have a quiz, otherwise it yeah. won't happen. And, and the other thing as well, what, what Simon has brought up a few times to me and Phil is also when you've got an episode plan, you've also got to have a backup plan just in case that episode falls through for whatever reason. Yeah. And I, I, I was, well, I was saying what's different between us two, and I, that's why I, I respect what you guys do. Is um, you see, your as much as Star Trek's very wide, and obviously you've got a new show to focus on as well. Is that um, it's still like sort of inside a particular thing, whereas the benefit I have, which is one of the reasons I made this decision, um, it well, it's obviously it's like pros and cons and everything, but I'm just saying, I guess what's sort of slightly easier for me is that because I have different people on every week, it make it keeps my interest up, whereas like I imagine sometimes it's like coming up with a different topic within the same genre can be quite like sort of hmm, figuring out, which is why. Um, uh, so I know you said about me coming on is the mental health thing set in stone about what we're going to talk about are you still discussing that um, it's going to happen I just need to work out when? how, yeah. how no, I meant kind of... so is the top je- top topic going to be in relation to that Cause I think so I That's thought that was lovely. a fantastic idea and considering I run a podcast I just thought about you mental do health. mental health yeah. um, uh, mentally sound I thought it was a kind of obvious kind of well Kind of, why haven't we done this with Stephen before? Yeah. Kind of, like, I mean, I'm so yeah, happy. Yeah. Funny. I'm so happy with the way that show is going that, like, and then when when you said that, I suddenly went, I thought about all the Star Trek episodes where I went, you know, that's basically a person who's suffering schizophrenia. <laughs> and, you know, and people don't think that because they just watch it and go, it's a character doing things. But uh, it got me thinking about all the episodes where I did think that. And sometimes. I, I can be I, I thought about it in a critical way of thinking and there are some episodes where they do kind of point and laugh at it um uh so it's, it would be I thought it would, that would be a really good uh, topic of conversation um because it's, it's wide reaching so yes. I think it's just an interesting thing and it's like who to who to go to for that sort of thing well obviously I go to Stephen and it was kind of mm. a no-brainer and mm. it's just like spoke to Phil and Jamie they went yeah, sounds like a good idea. That's a Go really it, good like. idea. Yeah. So hopefully so, that. I mean, yeah, obviously, if it changes, that's fine. But I obviously, just want to let people know who are listening to this um, that the plan is to be on your podcast sometime next year. Um, yeah, send the favour. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, because <laughs> I thought it was the least I can do, considering you guys have been on. So, um, cool. Um, yeah, I think that wraps things up. So, when's your next episode? Just for people who are interested. Uh, went out today. Oh, well there you go awesome <laughs> I did not know that there you go so um, what's it on what's it about for people uh, you can download it from SoundCloud um, which is a, an app you can get on your phone or you can go yeah. on the desktop and download you can either live stream or download or if you went to our Twitter handle which is Jamie at the Engage Podcast <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a soundbite, this. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a soundbite. And you can join us on 0191. <laughs> well, you can find us on Facebook. Where can you find us, Simon? No, but I was, what I actually, I, you may have missed, you may have misheard what I, oh, sorry, I didn't realise I was there. You were continuing. Use sorry. and abuse, use and abuse. <laughs> and so I, what I actually asked was, what is your latest episode about? Like, is in the topic? That's what I asked. I don't know uh, what you missed. Absent Friends. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Absent Friends, which is, 
it's an annual thing we do where we um, we shine a light on some of the people that have passed away, either this year or in previous years. So, uh, so we normally have like two men, two women, production, production, and kind of actor or actress. All right, um, that's interesting. So, yeah. So, and you know, and normally, and you know, sometimes obviously we be very well known people, and others it'll be who a lot of people just wouldn't have heard of, but they've done so many interesting things with a Star Trek or otherwise that they just get forgotten about. Mm-hmm. And we think so we, like, we see a light on these people, don't we? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because there's so many people, particularly like sort of behind the scenes people in Star Trek who get no shine, um, and <laughs> you know who got a who have a uh... really big thing. So. So oh. many people yeah. again going back to production. How long it takes me to go through it? Um, <laughs> why don't I show you, Stephen, like I've done with the boys? Show <laughs> you what list I have to look through every year. I would trust. And you. then you'll go, oh my god. Yeah. Well, it's, ple- it's me... pleasing. It's pleasing that you're bringing that, that you're letting the guys uh, do it sometimes because. Um... As I say, it's such a relief when I do my other show. I suddenly realised how much effort I put in my own podcast because, you know, when they go, oh, we've got these people booked, I'm like, I'm so pleased I don't have to do that. Like, it's so <laughs> time-consuming. Like, because on our Mentally Sound show, if you listen to any recently, we're averaging, like, three or four guests an episode. And considering, like, and we do it live in a studio in Newcastle, and getting them to go to the venue and, like, figuring out a time and everything. Like, I don't do any of that. And I actually said when I got involved, in, like, when it got to an FM station... I was like, oh, I can't do it if it. Uh, I I can't do two shows of just of just booking these things. It just takes too long. Like it's just so time consuming. Um, so I'm pleased that like I don't have to do that. Uh, that's the list I have to look through every oh, so year. Partic- oh, so right, so that's about this it. particular episode. All oh, right, cool. So I look through that every single name this year wow. to try and work out who to talk about. I've only like scrolled my page down a tiny bit. I'm only at February. <laughs> yep. Wow. And you've got to remember, every year it gets updated. Exactly, yeah. Every year it would be, yeah. yeah. So, every year, look through that and kind of go, hmm, yeah, who did co- we do this year? I see a couple of 2017, so... <laughs> yeah. But the page goes on, and on, wow. and on, and on, and on, and on, and on. I mean, and... as much as time-consuming that is, I imagine it must be like... I mean, I imagine you get, you're annoyed by it now, but I imagine it was quite interesting to go through it, though. So it, it's fun to do it, but... Yeah. What do I say, boys? What's one of my idioms that I go by? Can you remember it? <laughs> little and often. You do a little bit often and it all gets itself sorted. That so if you do though. a little bit, go through and I remember what you've got up to and go to it and a few days later, you slowly get through it. And then by the time you... That's like, again, I started this all the way back in like September. Cool. I'm trying to work out who to do it for. Right, Thanks. well... Yeah. Oh god, that sounds uh, well. Congrats on on getting there. Uh, I imagine that <laughs> took a, a, a far. Oh, it's not time. my job next year. Sorry. Woohoo! That pass it on. Me. Yeah, pass it on. Um, well, that's cool. I'm looking, um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually, I'm actually really looking forward to going through the list. Yeah. You know, um, and we're trying to, and what we always sometimes try and do is we, we theme it. So this year, because uh, of this year, it was next next gen anniversary, wasn't it? Was it next gen side? Yeah. Next, yeah. Next yeah, because eighty seven, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 So, because next year's DS9, well, we'll theme up some friends around people who have passed away who worked on Deep Space Nine. That's cool. Yeah, that makes logical. That's a logical thought, yeah. No, that gets a really clever idea. 
Um, well, it's good that um, Simon's is now getting help for it, so that's good. That's all good. Um, but uh, yeah, so I guess that wraps things up. Um, obviously, that was mainly to talk about Star Trek Discovery. Obviously, I encourage you guys check out their podcast, which is the Engage Podcast. Um, type that into i. Can you get it on iTunes as well? Or you just said I I, okay. So yeah, and you said SoundCloud as well, which uh, that's something I need to look into actually because I know more people are putting stuff on SoundCloud, so I might do the same because we're not on SoundCloud. It's one of the few we're not on. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, obviously you go and check that out uh, the, at the Engage Podcast on Twitter, uh, which I obviously follow. Um, so you can find the guys on there. Um, do, is your website still up? Um, check that. Yeah, I should have checked it. TheEngagePodcast.com. Cool beans. Um, so obviously yeah and uh, like I say the guys have been on here before I've been on one episode with them is that right being on one episode with you guys I think at least once I think uh, I, at can't, least once, I can't fucking uh, remember <laughs> um, but anyway um, it's, all, it's all good but obviously I encourage you to listen to all of them and uh, obviously subscribe if you like uh, just thank you so much guys for coming on it's been I, I, I think that went as well as it could have done that was, <laughs> I thought it was um I don't that's think that's really enjoyable <laughs> yeah I don't know that <laughs> sorry we come up some yeah. really good points we yeah guys. yeah um, I thought yeah, I was all around good. Considering we pretty much all agreed on everything, that we actually <laughs> did debate it. Like we still actually had bits where we debated things. So I thought, like, I hope that was interesting for the the listener, obviously. Um, so yeah, uh, thanks for guys for coming on. I'll wrap things up. Um, I'll say bye to you off here, but um, but yeah, just thanks so much for coming on. Um, it's been Thank an absolute pleasure. Yeah, awesome. Um, let's try and not make it a year. Yeah, seems too long. Let's maybe look yeah. at um, six months or something. Um, maybe. Sounds good. Um. Because yeah, that sounds like I, I was shot. I, I was hoping it would be like stop, but then it makes sense. Yeah, it wouldn't have been the beginning of this year, so yeah, we'll try and make it earlier. Um, anyway, I'll wrap things up by saying huge thank you for the guys to come on. So thanks to you to Simon, to Jamie, uh, and to Phil, and uh, we'll be back uh, the next episode. It's either going to be with Emma Kenny, who I'm still talking about getting on, who's a psychologist, which I'm looking forward to talking to, because um, I love crime stuff. Um, we're obviously talking about all bits and bobs I'll talk about more of this in the intro which you would have already heard which is hilarious um, but huge thank you to everybody for listening uh, obviously subscribe if you like it on iTunes and whatnot. and I end the podcast like always ends with the great boom we roll at Chuck's Crash and Burn we'll see you very soon for another edition of the Geek Bottles Podcast thanks guys, bye